all. Welcome to the show. This is Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, the Iceman, Jeff Tronopole. And as always, I bring you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio, home of the original Major League Baseball team, the Cincinnati Reds. Now, do me a favor. If you found the show, hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. You guys are awesome. I'm up to 2,451 subscribers. As always, I appreciate every single one of you guys. If you're watching Facebook or Twitter X and you have yet to subscribe to my channel, why not? Please do so. Please go to the YouTube channel, Sports with Strawberry Ice. Hit the subscription button. Hit the bell for the notification. Every time I go live, you'll be notified. What's up to everybody on ZTV? You guys are not – if you guys are watching on there, how you doing? And if you want to do donate to the to the show, you can do, do it right down there below. I'd appreciate it. Now, as always, I'm coming to you live from this glorious place down here. I call it the Ice Cave. The Ice Cave is brought to you by T-Properties. T-Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out their website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. And I know we're talking Reds, but I still got promoted. We got the greatest quarterback in the league. We hit the jackpot when we drafted Joe Burrow. If you want any of the uh, Jackpot Joey stuff, it's right there. Go to jackpotjoey9.com. If you want uh, any of the beer, it's at Brink Brewery. Portions of the proceeds go to the Joe Burrow Foundation. What's up to everybody in the chat? Strangers in there, Darcy in there, Joey Cars in there, Pork Chops in there, uh, Painters in there, Jackpot Joey himself is in there. All right, guys, we're gonna hurry up and get through through the coast so we can get to to the uh, to the main guy here. But let's get to BSG. What's up, Greg? How's it going today? I figure I go red side this time, right? I, I, I like it. I like it. All right, let's get to uh, the other one. He, he's from the riverfront. He does the bagel show, but he's gonna help me out with, with some red stuff today. Show farcing. What up? How does it feel to be outnumbered by East Siders on your own show? I think it's yeah. I don't like it at all. <laughs> West side's still the best side, baby. Come on now. <laughs> all right, guys. Let's get to our very special guest. I'm very happy and pleased that uh, Ash, uh, Graham Ashcraft was able to join us. And let's get to him. He's live from his soon-to-be man cave. Graham, what's going on, man? How's it going, guys? Good. Thanks for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah, it was it was funny when uh, I like telling a story. Everybody's like, well, "How'd you get Graham on your show?" I was like, "Well, I just happened to run into you at Reds Fest, and I was talking to Chris Welch, and then I was like, hey, I want to get you on my show too.'" And you're kind of like, uh, "Okay." And I walk around, or whatever, and I said, "Oh, by the way, my name's Jeff." You're like, "Yeah, I'm Graham." And I started laughing. I know who you are. <laughs> like, and you're like, yeah. I do that to everybody." <laughs> can't, I can't. I can't help it. It's just that Southern hospitality that my parents made me grow up with. I just, I, I'm used to it. It's, it just comes naturally. Hey, I appreciate it, man. I, I thought I thought it was cool. I mean, it's just it, it shows that you're grounded. And I'm like, that that was that's the first thing I thought. I'm like, that's cool that you you introduce yourself as Gramps. So I'm like, I, I liked it. So how's your uh, how's your off season going? Are you ha hanging out there in the man cave? I know you uh, had your your toe at the end of your season and everything. How, how's all that going right now? Yeah, it's going good. You know, we're uh, got my got a CT last week to see where we are at with uh, progression. If we can kind of start getting into the running and jogging stuff i've already been long tossing a little bit so starting to move around we're uh we're getting close we're 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 knocking at the door and getting back on the mound and getting back where we need to be to be ready for spring awesome 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 and i know it's getting getting itchy here because I'm, I'm getting ready for baseball and just coming off the season you guys had last year this is the most excited i've been in a while for a reds offseason i mean with ellie coming up and uh, Matty Bats, Matt McLean coming up, and Steer, and Marte, and then all uh, you guys coming up, you know, the last couple of years, and Hunter Green, and yourself, and uh, 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 Lodolo. 
I think we got a shot to have a really good team this year. I mean, I mean, are you guys pretty pretty confident what you what kind of team you could have this year? Oh yeah. I mean, we we all know the caliber of players that we have and the mindset that all of us have. And you know, at the end of the day, it just comes down to all of us staying healthy. I mean, we've had a lot of stuff where it's just kind of here and there. We're big, like we've had guys miss that we really could have used them, whether it's been pitch, pitching or position players, you know. So if we if we can kind of put it all together and have a majority of the healthy season where everybody can kind of like all of us can kind of stay together, I think yeah. there's a there's a good there's a good chance that we could we could do something special. Exactly. Good, Joe. I'll, I'll, I'll let you fire off something. Go for it. We got. Uh, my first question is, where are you in terms of, with, with the toe injury, are you at least going to be able to catch up with your regular off-season routine at ramp-up, or is it going to put you a little bit behind? Uh, it's actually pretty pretty close. I may be like okay. two weeks behind, but I'm also one of the guys, like I like to start a little bit sooner when it comes to like mound blending and things like that. So, I mean, really, I'll, I'll be, I should be like right on time to be ready for spring. Good. Awesome. So you're, you're always one of the early arrivals uh, to spring training then. Yeah, I, I always try to get there a week or week, week and a half early just so I can kind of get adapted to that Arizona air, you know, yeah. when getting running, running out here and running there is way two different things. Oh, yeah, I bet it is. That that, that dry that dry heat or whatever, that's that, that, that's got to be a, a different experience than, than what you got there in Tennessee. Oh, yeah, especially when you get there and it's like 50 degrees and you're out there running. It just feels like you're breathing in dry ice. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to get like a smoker's cough or something. Like, what's going on here? Uh-huh. <laughs> Greg, what you got, man? So, uh, Graham, what was the whole draft process like? And what was your first thought about Cincinnati? Uh, so, I mean, I went through it in high school a little bit. So, I kind of I kind of knew like what it was going to be about. But I didn't really – I, I didn't really know what it was like when I was like, all right, I'm ready to go. Like I know when I wanted to go. Right. And so when I, when I got that call and they told me that Cincinnati was interested and this is what they were offering. I was like, let's do it. I was like, I I'm, I'm ready. I'm, I want to go. I want to start my, my professional career. And I mean, you couldn't ask to be a part of a better ball club. I mean, there, it, there's a reason a lot of the guys that come through here, love it and it's just because of the culture that the town brings with the team and i mean you're playing for the oldest major league team in baseball so i mean there's just there's so much like history that follows behind it not just the team itself you know it's just it's it's awesome to be a part of and get to experience and everything yeah now let's go back to to your when you first were drafted you're drafted straight out of high school by the la dodgers and you decided to to go uh not sign and go to uh, Mississippi State. What went into that thought process? Because you are turning down money. I don't know how, how much it was or anything like that, but you are turning down money to go pay, you know, to play college. Yeah, you know, uh, I I had a full ride coming out of college, going into college at Mississippi State. So it was going to take, I mean, my, my whole process with it that I've talked with my parents and my agents was like, it's, it's going to take a lot to kind of take that experience away from me right. because – I, I mean, I didn't know it at the time, but now looking back on it, I mean, going to college has a major benefit. I mean, it's different when you're a guy like Hunter Green. I mean, he was, he, I mean, the dude, that dude was talent, that dude's special. I mean, he had yeah. the ability, just like a, a couple of the other younger guys that we have, like Ellie and Marte and mm-hmm. those guys. So it's, you know, I, I just felt personally like I wasn't ready yet. I felt like I needed to go to college and kind of develop a little bit more. 
And so that, I mean, that was kind of the biggest decision for me was like going to get that development and kind of learn like what type of baseball player I am and things like that. Well, who the hell wants to go for the, play for the Dodgers anyway? I mean, they, they don't pay you like $700 million. I mean, only two, only $2 million a year. I mean, come on, that's chicken scratch. <laughs> so, all right. So you played one year at Mississippi state, then you uh, uh, transferred to, to UAB. What, what, what went into that process and why'd you transfer? So I played my freshman year. I played half the season. I tore my right hip labrum Ooh. and had to go have reconstructive surgery. They had to shave, they had to shave bone off. They had to cut the ligament the rest of the way through. Wow. That sounds like a lot of together. fun. <laughs> and, and I actually, and then the next going into the next, my sophomore season, I had my left hip went out. <laughs> Damn. That spring. Yeah. <laughs> it happened that like once we got back from Christmas break. Oh, and so after that, uh, my scholarship ended up getting pulled. And so it was just one of those things like they're like, well, you can walk on. And I was just not yeah. having it. I mean, there was there was no reason other than my hip injuries that they pulled my scholarship. And so I was just like, I'm I'm going to go somewhere else and further my education and my career elsewhere. And uh, fortunate enough, UAB came along and I was able to go play there and it, I mean, I wouldn't trade that for the world. I got to play with a guy that I played uh, baseball with from eight years old all the way through high school. That's so awesome. getting to play, getting to play one more year with him in college, that was a that was an awesome experience. That's so nice. it's kind of a bad omen. They, I mean, Mississippi State took two of your hips, so you know you got to you got to move on to. So so do you, you ever you and the Cowboy ever get into debates about you know Mississippi State owes me two hips? I mean they're the reason I got the, the surgeries. You, you and Cowboy, uh, the- they 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 paid for my surgery, so that's oh, well, all right with me. <laughs> there you go, there you go. Because we know we know Cowboy's a huge Mississippi State fan. Oh yeah, I mean I I. I have nothing bad about Mississippi State to say. I mean, I I had a great experience there. I met my wife there. I I learned a lot from my coaching, the coaching staff that was there, even though it kind of flip-flopped while I was there a little bit. But, I mean, I, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Hey, we got a question here from uh, uh, the chat here. It says, hey, Graham, have you been able to experience opening day in Cincy? Like the whole yeah. parade and everything? Yeah, I was. so me and Ladola were a part of the parade last year. And uh, they asked me to do it. And I, I mean, I honestly, like, it sounds bad to say, I had no idea that the parade was that as big as it is. Right, right. And so when I got to go experience it, like, it was, I was just kind of like, holy crap, like, this is awesome. It's a holiday <laughs> here in Cincinnati, man. Oh, I mean, it was, it's one of those things, like, and if I, if I ever get the opportunity to be the open day starter, I'm not passing that up. But if I'm oh, not yeah. going to be the opening day starter, I'm, I'm going to, I want to try to be in that parade every year. Yeah, it's it's one of a kind, dude. There's there's nobody does we, and this is this is not blowing smoke. Nobody does opening day like Cincinnati. I mean, it's oh it, no it, doubt. I mean, back in the day when I was growing up, they didn't used to. We started the season. They didn't start games after we threw the first pitch. That's been a mm-hmm. long time ago. I'm dating myself, but they don't do that anymore. Greg, what do you got? Yeah. Um, Graham, so the second half of the season was just so much fun to watch. I mean, one of the best times ever to, to, just to be a big Reds fan. What was that like? I mean, like you guys just made this incredible leap in the second half. It was just, it was just so entertaining. Like every single game was just so entertaining to watch. Oh, I mean, it, it I mean, it, it was entertaining for y'all, but I mean, it's just as entertaining for us. Like, yeah, I'm only, I'm playing once every five days, but at the same time, I'm getting a front row seat on the right. sideline. Right. So like getting to see those guys play and just what we accomplished this year, 
it was it was something amazing to be able to especially have that front row seat to watch and be a part of and feel the energy that we had in the clubhouse and in the dugout. I mean, it was it was absolutely amazing. I mean, dude, I, have you ever seen? I'm 48 years old. I've never seen as many rookies come up this in one season and produce like you guys had this year. I mean, from Matty Bats to Ellie to Marte to Abbott, Steer. I mean, the list goes on and on. I mean, I've never seen this many guys come up and, and just be able to freaking play. Oh, yeah. I mean, they, the, I feel like the only way to put it is you, we just have a bunch of ballers on the team. I mean, guys are going to go out and give it every ounce of baseball that they have, no matter what, no matter how many games they got left in the tank, they're going to leave it all out on the field. And you can't really ask for any more than that. Ballers. What do you got, Joe? Um, I mean, it's pretty funny that you came up in 2022, you know, with the crop of the uh, all the pitchers, what you, Hunter, Lodolo, and Alexis Diaz. All of a sudden, a year later, you're one of the old guys like, with, with all of the position players that came up. Um, but it's just the, the way the rosters transitioned, um, what, 2020 and 2021 is when Barrero, uh, Ty Stevenson, and um, Jonathan India came up, then you uh, you guys in the pitchers in 2022, and now more of the position players. Just how quickly the roster has churned. Um, it's got to be a lot different going into next year, knowing that uh, grizzled old uh, uh, number 19 isn't going to be there anymore. But how? I guess I'm saying like, how does that? How do you think that's going to change the locker room? There's not a lot of older. Even on the pitching side, there's not a lot of older pitchers there that are, I don't want to say leaders, because you, you can't just, just because someone's been there doesn't mean they have to be a leader. But it's one thing to have a guy who's been through these grinds, you know, ups and downs, uh, come back from injuries, whatever to talk to. How's it going to be knowing that it's, there's not a lot of these older guys, at least right now? I mean, there's still three more months of offseason. You, you, you literally just called Graham old on, on, my, on my show. What, what, I was going to say. Jeez, old Joe. He turns, 20, turns 26 before the season. I, we're all in our 40s, <laughs> if not older. We're old. I, I don't even remember what I did for my 26th birthday. So, that's no, you are far from old. <laughs> and I think I'm the young one out of, out of the rest of us, so that, that's saying a lot. <laughs> no, I mean, you know, I, I think this this past season, it was a, it was kind of a big – it was kind of a big step for everybody. I mean, a lot of guys had to come up and step up and times a lot of young guys that had to come up and step up. And, you know, we've had guys that have kind of been up and down over the past couple of years. So they, they've got to be around those seasoned vets and kind of got to experience like what kind of goes into it when you're struggling and what you need, like how to help other people. And I, one thing is, is, I mean, there's, there's a lot of guys on our team. They're just, they're not afraid to, to vocalize and be like, Hey, like what's your opinion on this? Or what do you think about me trying this or things like that? And I feel like that's a, that's a big, that's a big aspect to this game because you know, the coaches help us tremendously, but sometimes the best coach you can have is the guy sitting right next to you because he's right. with you every day. He sees right. what you do every day. What in catch play in the gym and conditioning like that's to me, like that's, one of the biggest avenues that we have is each other. And so I feel like that's one of the things that's kind of helped that's helped us like kind of take it up a little bit to the next level. And I mean, there's still a lot of room for us to grow because there's a lot of young guys on the team, but I mean, I feel like we're, we're taking those steps that are going to lead us to be in a good spot. It, so. it probably helps that um, you were drafted the same year as Nick Lodolo. You guys have kind of been with each other, mo you know, most steps of the way. I mean, you came up two months after he did, or, you know, just a few months after he did in 2022. Does that make it 
easier when there's someone you know that you've pretty much had step by step to go with you that you know you guys can bounce stuff off of. I mean, even though he's you know one of us crazy left-handers, but that uh, you know different stuff and everything. But is that helpful having someone who's pretty much with you every step of the way? Oh yeah, because I mean they it's just it's guys that know you. I mean they you've been you played with them in the minor leagues and. They just they they've kind of learned who you are and like what you excel in. So when you have somebody like that, that can kind of like you can bounce that stuff off of instead of sitting there and having to be like, hey, dad, like something doesn't feel right. You can right. just go. You can go up and be like, hey, like, are you seeing anything? Like, what right. is my body doing something differently? Or like, what does it look like to you? And that yeah. that I mean that that's helped a lot with all of us. Yeah, you guys do do a lot of uh, video uh, taping and a lot more than than they used to. And I know. Because I had Chris Welch on a couple weeks ago, and he's talking about his day, you know, compared to what you guys do now as far as the video stuff. You know, you know, he could say your, your right shoulder is two centimeters off. You place your foot this way. I'm like, to me, that would get in my head. Does that do? You, do you find sometimes you might overanalyze yourself sometimes, and it's just better just like you said, just talk to one of your teammates. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm more of the guy to where when it comes down to it, I. I I don't really like to look at video because then that's when, like, like you're saying, like I'll get too technical. Like I, I like to bounce things off of like my uh, pitching coach, Derek Johnson, the assistant pitching coach alone. Like I feel like, cause they, they, they've seen it. They've seen it been, been around it. Like DJ has been in the game for a long time. Like I can go and ask him something and be like, Hey, like, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm doing this, but I like, do you think it needs to be more of, this or something right, like that right, so it's just right. it's 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 more of like a nitpick like i, I don't want to sit there and have to watch the whole thing and be like okay well at leg lift my lower half is doing this and then that foot strike my arms in this position head, when it needs man. to be in this position it's just right. kind of like okay what feels what feels right and then be like okay hey that felt good like do you think i need to add anything to that mm -hmm. like that's that's for me that's where i feel like i benefit the most of now, one thing, my, my son, I was trying to explain this to him with, with Abbott. You know, he pitched great, and, you know, he basically just ran out of gas the you know in the season. And I, I'm like, yeah, he's like, he's like, well, how do they, you know, do that? And, and you would know this way better than I do, but it's conditioning. Because, I mean, and it's also, it's also I think, there's more pressure on every pitch in, in the major leagues. And, hell, the pitchers or the hitters are way better in the major leagues than they are in the minor leagues. So that gives you more stress on your arm. Is that is that more of – what he has to do is more conditioning or, or all of the above in general? I mean, a, a lot of it's all of the above, but you also got to go back. Like when you want to get into that, you got to go look at like innings, the amount of innings guys throw each year. And like, you just have to add up. Like you can't just go like, yeah, he had X amount in the big leagues, but you have to think he spent a month in AAA before that or a month and a half in AAA right. before that. So you have to add that inning total. And when you get to those inning, like those inning totals, like you can't just go from throwing 125 innings one year to right. 175 innings the next year because your body's not used to it. It's just right. not, it's not in shape for that yet. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's just a process of like slowly ticking at the ladder of being like, okay, you're at 135. Now you're at 155. Mm -hmm. Now you're at 170. And then you're at 195. Okay. You got to 195. Now, you know, you can go out and, throw 200 innings a year now are you a guy that that wants to to eat up the innings is your goal like back in the day the goal was always 200 innings and it seems like now it, you know it's hurry up third time through through the order we're getting that guy out of there and we're going to the bullpen i mean are we i guess my question is will we will we, will we see a, a pitcher pitch 200 innings anymore you think I, 
I, I think it'll be far and few between. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guys that do that will be the diamond in the rough. I mean, my, my goal is to go out there, and I want to throw seven to eight innings every time I go out there. I want to keep my pitch count below 100. Right. Now, I will – I do want – like, if it's like I'm at 95 and I'm going into the seventh inning, you better not take me out. I want to go back out and I want to get <laughs> right. that seventh inning, especially if I'm rolling and, like, numbers aren't – like, my velo's not dropping off. But, I mean, you also – like, also, like, part of it's the, the pitching – Derek – Johnson and David Bell, like they see things, they can kind of tell when you kind of hit that wall of like, all right, like I need to, I, we, we got to start thinking about the next, the next arm to come in because he's starting to lose a little bit. But I mean, for me personally, if I could go out there and throw 200 innings every year, I would. And right. I, I mean, I want to, I mean, that was, that was my goal this year until I had that 15 days that I was out and then broke a bone in my foot. Yeah. So I, I mean, I, that's, that's my goal going into every year is try to get to that 30, 35 starts to 200 innings. Hey, sign me up for that, Graham. I'll take that. Go ahead, Greg. What do you got? Uh, so, uh, Graham, you were talking about, like, you were entertaining yourself watching, like, from the bench at times on your days off. I got to ask you, what was it like seeing Ellie steal home when he's still second, third, then home? What was, what was the whole bench like that game in Milwaukee? Oh, I mean – he hit that was was that I can't remember that was the same game he hit the home run that bounced out of the stadium right or was that the I, next the day it was before? the same series I don't think it was the same yeah. game that was an afternoon yeah. game I think it was like the Friday night when he yeah uh, hit, hit his own yeah I I just I just remember he got first stole second stole third you're like all right like that's typical <laughs> Dela Cruz doing his thing and then. Next thing you know, you see it like he steals third and he kind of gets up and he kind of starts walking and you're, you're sitting there in the back of your head. Yeah. You're like, no, he's not going to do it. And then he starts taking a couple more steps and you're like, Ellie, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> and then next thing you know, he takes off and all of us just kind of got quiet, just holding the rail. And, then he <laughs> and we all freaked out. Dude, dude, Will Benson's <laughs> reaction was the greatest. He's just like, oh my God. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Dude, I was, I mean, I was yeah. down here. Freaking out, jumping out, like holy shit! What did he do? Oh, <laughs> uh, that was—it was just one of those things to where it just caught everybody off guard. But it was also one of those things, like I mean, it's—it's it's like I've, I've said before, like the, he just—he creates that spark that just kind of gets everybody going in the game. And I mean, there's there's got to be somebody, and it, it varies from game to game. Like, but I mean, when he steals a big bag to get in scoring position, like or stills home to give us a, an extra run like that's just big time plays in the game it just kind of gives us that extra spark in the dugout it's game changing dude all right uh jackpot joey here uh he's uh, he kind of messed up he said how often do you directly work with rob uh the strength co- coach for the for the reds oh i mean i we we work out twice before every start some guys are a little different i, I just do like i do total bodies when i work out so I work out twice. I work out the day after I pitch and then the day after my bullpen. So I, I'm in there with uh, Rob and Aaron every day. I mean, I bounce stuff off of both of them every time I work out. So, so are you are you a big uh, running the stairs guy? No. my, uh, my I wouldn't either. I, I hate that. <laughs> my hips have limited me kind of on right. the, uh, the long distance running other than being on like an elliptical or something. I got you. All right. I got a question here. My, my son uh, texted me. He wants me to ask you. He said, uh, what has been uh, your main focus on this, this offseason? Movement or velocity or a Pacific pitch? 
So I, I'm I'm starting to kind of dabble with the change up a little bit. Ooh. I'm uh I would kind of say that's probably my my goal this off season is if I can get a change up to be consistent and just have just that off speed that goes that way. Like just because the two seems there, but it's like I want something that's a little bit slower. That's like that because I mean you got the cutter, you got the slider, you got the sinker. It's like I want something that's going to kind of give me that, so I can kind of have all quadrants like that covered. Now, does a when you first pitched at GABP, did that ever, you know, the 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 aura of GB GABP being a fan box, you know, short short porch and all that stuff. Has that ever uh, been an issue with you? I mean, I haven't noticed noticed it, but I mean, has it ever been an issue with you as far as pitching there? No, I mean, I've, I'm a I'm a ground ball guy. I've always kind of right. known that I've gotten gr- a lot of ground balls, and I try to force double plays whenever if I walk a guy or a guy gets a single with an out. Like I've always kind of tried to force that uh, double play ball, but I mean, I w- I would say no. I mean, it it didn't really it never really kind of came to my mind until that I've heard guys talk about like, Hey, it's like a, it's a hitter's park. And I was like, great. And then of course, and then of course at the end of my rookie season, I gave up an 87 mile an hour home run to right field. And I was like, <laughs> great America. for you." <laughs> That's where you're going. You gotta be kidding me. <laughs> like, yeah. What the heck? So if you give up one, one uh, this year, you can blame me like, damn it. Strawberry ice brought it up. And now I'm just going to freaking happen. Blame him. <laughs> See, the nice thing is with it being, you know, with with the ballpark being a little smaller and you being a ground ball pitcher, there's less gaps. So, you know, there's going to be fewer triples, fewer doubles because you know, the outfielders don't have that, you know, that huge course field, like out, you know, spacious outfield to have to run around. And so that's for someone who's, you know, rolls up a lot of ground balls. That's that's a hell of a lot more beneficial. Yeah. Just don't hang anything. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Trust me. There's been some sliders when I've thrown them. I'm like, oh, crap. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> That's gotta be the worst thing. Your throat is like you want a string going. Come back here. Yeah, those are the ones you. Those are the ones you throw, and you're like, don't swing, don't swing, don't swing. <laughs> like, oh crap! Guess fastball. Guess fastball. Guess fastball. <laughs> exactly. I got a question from Holmes. Um, is there a specific team that you have a little extra uh, to pitch against? Like you know, get a little little oomph, little little team you guys got. You know, like uh, like Brewers or Cubs or. <laughs> I mean, I I I feel like I kind of go out there with the same intensity every time. You know, I mean, I each each game I'm going out and I'm trying to dominate and I'm trying to win that game and right. go as long as I can. So I mean, I I can't really say it's just one specific team, especially because you know it's just like guys bounce around from team to team. So yeah. it's like I I I like to have. I feel like there's some guys out there to where it's kind of like. I kind of get a good little competition against them to where it's like, all right, like I know what you can do. I'm going to show you what I can do. There you go. There you go. Greg, what you got, man? Uh, so, uh, Graham, in the city of Cincinnati, do you have a favorite restaurant spot you like in the city of Cincinnati at all? I would have to say Soto is probably my favorite. Ooh, me and, me and my wife like to go out and eat at Soto a good bit. Yeah, well, so-, uh, so, Graham, there's one place. These two know what I'm going to say. <laughs> Midwest Best Barbecue. Are you a big fan of chicken wings at all? Love them. You go to Midwest Best Barbecue. I've taken so many people there. The owners, Tim and the Corps, are so awesome. He's been there. He he's had it before. You definitely need to check that place out. Yeah. So if you, if you if you ever had had Grippo potato chips here, the barbecue potato chips, have you ever had those? Oh yeah. I actually right. I've 
I feel like I've had them before, but when I, uh, one of my buddies that I hunt with, he's from uh, Covington. Okay. And I go okay. up and deer hunt at his place and h- him and his dad made sure that they brought out a bag of them uh, when I came up there to deer hunt this past well, they, year. They, they got Grippo wings there yeah. at that Midwest. Oh, yeah. I bet, oh those are, I bet those are really good. Dude, dude. dude they're legit. They're, they're my favorite. I like, I'll, I'll, I'll kill those anytime. I'll, I'll love them. So uh, what, what's your what's your off season like? Uh, you know, you, you talk about hunting and stuff. You do that a lot. Are you just chilling out? What, what, what are you doing in, in the off season? Yeah, I I mean, spend time with the wife as much as I can, of course, just because it's such a short off season for us right. to be able to do, do stuff. And but I mean, in my free time, I, I like I enjoy going duck hunting and deer hunting. And I try to mix in as many hunting trips as I can just because it's that's like that's my outlet. I mean, right. that's. It's where I go and I feel most at peace being out in the woods or out in the water. And so that that's what I like to enjoy. So I, I asked you this off air, you can, you can answer here, but are you more of a bow hunter or a, a rifle? More more of a bow hunter. I, I, I enjoy the uh, in the art of bow hunting. To me, it's, it's, it's like pitching. You got to be precise with your shot. You can't right. just go out there and sling a bullet at 200 yards. You got you to gotta get them within that certain range to make sure that you can put a good shot on them. Yeah, see, I, like I said, I told you, I, I got too much ADD. I, I don't think I could sit in a tree stand long enough to watch. To, I, I think it'd be cool. Or I'd be too excited, like, oh, there's a deer. And I'm like, shut up. Like, oh, sorry. <laughs> so, like, I messed up again. I got a question here from Joey Carr. He said, uh, what are you looking forward to most in the 2024 season? I would. I honestly would say just getting back out there and being with the team and being healthy. I mean, that's that's the biggest thing, you know, I mean, some of the some of the best times is just getting to be with the guys and because you become so close with them especially this last year we we did a lot of uh we, we spent a lot of time hanging out together and things like that so it's just like getting to be back with the guys and being at the stadium and getting it's, a, it's like a family reunion right like all, the family's coming back together right like hey, oh yeah up? I haven't seen oh, like, yeah. your cousins in a while or something like that. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, because you got to think, like, we we spend more time with each other than we do oh, yeah. with our families. Oh, yeah. So, like, they we we are each other's family. So, it's just, it it makes it it makes it nice to get back and get to spend time with the fellas. Yeah, so, so is your wife, uh, in the offseason, you walk around the house, and she go, what what are you doing here? <laughs> oh, the first, about the first week, week and a half. It, it, she's like, I got to get used to you being back in the bed and eating my food and drinking my coffee. Go away. <laughs> like, who is this stealing all the covers? Oh, it's Graham. Forgot. He's back. <laughs> all right, Graham, you've been out for 30 minutes. You say you give me, give me 30 minutes. I appreciate you coming on. Unless you want to hang out for a little while, Laura, do you have to go? Oh no, I got plenty of time. I, All right, I cool. I got cool, nothing cool, going cool. on. We we had we awesome. had a late lunch, so I'm not making dinner probably for another hour. There you go. Yeah. There you go. All right, so so I got a, I got a question for you for the for the deer hunting, and I this is one. I, like I said, I don't hunt, but I love deer jerky. Like, so do you process your your own stuff? Do you make deer jerky, or do you send it out to somebody? I I normally take it to a processor now, but if I'm getting jerky, I, I'll I'll ask them to like keep the court like the hind quarters and do like roast cut so that way right. you have a big chunk of meat right right or or i'll just or if they cut jerky just because it kind of saves time i'll have yeah. them, i'll have them cut it up for me <laughs> that's out so i i got a suggestion for you if you get the, the jerky order the grippo seasoning and have that have that put that in there and dude deer jerky with grippo seasoning oh i not, like i love grippos i can put on, on almost anything but i'm telling you trust me you have Grippo's deer uh, deer jerky. Oh, it's freaking well. Delicious. So, so, so one way we make it. Have you ever heard of Dell's steak sauce? 
or steak marinade. Greg, have it's you been a food connoisseur? It's it's pro. I think it's I think it's a southern thing. I don't think I don't think it's very much up north, but it's so it's it's kind of, it's a it's like a salt based marinade, but uh-huh. it's 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 really good. We always soak it in that, and then we'll put like a dry rub on top Ooh. of it. So I think I might have to I might have to do that the next time I get some uh, some jerky. I need to I need to get some because I I would like to smoke some wings on my Traeger and oh yeah Dude, put that dry rub on there. You're I'm a big I'm home. a big I'm I'm a big cook. I like I like to grill. I like to cook. So 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 what what was your address again? I'll start driving down. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about go to Graham's place. Exactly, exactly. Tennessee's a big place. I mean, we need. Yeah. I mean, just just tell me, you know, Chattanooga, Nashville, you know, or, or Nash. Just give, give me a region, and, and I'll follow my nose from there. Exactly. I do got a question. So, uh, you grew up in Alabama and Huntsville. Were the Braves your team growing up? Yeah, I was. I was a big Braves fan, big Chipper Jones fan. I grew. And- I grew up. My dad would always take me and my brothers. We'd either go to Six Flags or go to the water park and then go to a Braves game. So and sorry to hear was- that. <laughs> no, I guess I'm sorry. You're such a scorned child. <laughs> um, so, I mean, you're, you're a power pitcher, so being a Braves fan, so was Greg Smoltz kind of the guy you kind of at least looked up to you know, to a certain point? Or, I mean, who, who, was, who was your guy that you kind of wanted to, you, you wanted to be? I would say pitching wise, I kind of looked up to Craig Kimbrell just because I, and there's more reasons than one, just because he played with Braves. He's from Huntsville. My brother okay. played against him in high school. And so I, I had, I had connections to him. And like I, when I, every now and then when, when there's something going on back in Huntsville with a family friend of ours, he'll go to it and I'll end up going and we'll, we'll meet up and talk. And every time I play against him, we always make time to catch up and all that. But I would say pitching wise, it was definitely Craig. But then, I mean, my my favorite player growing up was Chipper. I mean, he was he so you, was a baseball player, and he was he's a hunter. So it was just like it kind of it fit in with me. I related to him. <laughs> right. he, he's he's hilarious. Just hearing him on, you know, uh, spare every you know every again, I'll hear one of the broadcasts, and he's just a funny funny dude. Yeah, I just couldn't stand him as a baseball player because he kicked our ass all the time. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he kicked everybody's ass, man. I mean, he's one of the best switch hitters of all time. Yeah, yeah that's what happens when you hit 300 from both yeah. sides of the plate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 So, were, were you – how were you as a hitter? I mean, obviously, you know, you came up you know, after the DH has been in both sides. So, were you a decent hitter coming up in high school, or were you always just a, uh, always just a pitcher? And what position no, did you I, play? I, I hit I hit in high school. I, okay. I had I had a good bit of pop, but I was a corner infielder. And every now and then I played the corner outfield, but more it was more third base and first base. Uh, let's see here. I'll get this comment from from Holmes here. It said uh, I'm a Cardinals fan. I grew up close to St. Louis. <clears throat> Excuse me, close to St. Louis. But last season I was watching the Reds game. Uh, then the, more than the Cardinals game. Simply put, you guys were way more exciting to watch. Which, hey, I always call the Cardinals the Tweety Birds. And anytime we can get anybody to stop watching them. That's fine with me. I'm I'm, I'm good with that because I, I I I I hate them. I don't like the Cardinals. <laughs> Not too. beats us too many times. All right, Andrew here. Graham, love the way you play. Looking forward to seeing you back uh, out there next year, helping this team and make a postseason run. Now that's the thing. All us fans here, we're, that's our mindset. You know, we're like, go get us. You know, we got we we signed signed. Uh, J, uh, say his name, J, Jammer. Who would you sign, Joe? Candelario. Yeah, Candelario. I yeah. can't. I don't know why I can't get his name in my head. We just signed him. Signed a couple uh, starting pitchers. They may add, uh, or not, sorry, a starting pitcher and a relief pitcher. They may add, add another starting pitcher. But this fan base here is getting jacked up. We're getting ready, you know, for, for hopefully a playoff run this year and stuff. 
And I'm, I'm, is that your guys' mindset, or do you even do you even think like that this far out from the season starting? I mean, it's it's hard to think that far into the season, but I mean, the best way that I could I can put it is we felt like we have unfinished business, right? And that's that's our goal is to show what we can do. And I mean, that's that's really the only way I can put it because you know we can sit here and say like we're going to make it to the postseason, we, we're going to make it to the World Series, we're going right. to win the World Series, but it's at the same time, it's like you can't really – I mean, y'all know, you can't say those things because then if you say it right, and you don't back it up, then yep. it's like, well, oh, well, you said this and you said right. this, but y'all didn't do it. But it's just – I mean, we're just going to go out there. We're going to take it game by game. I mean, it's – that's all you can do. Go out there. If you can – if you can – this is what one of the I've heard a vet say. If you can go out there and win 85 games a year, you'll make it to the postseason. Hey, and that's I'm, I'm that's what you that. have to do. Yeah. I, I want to get this up from Andrew here. Now, I, this was one of my favorite moments in the, of, of the season. Graham doing the Soto shuffle after striking him out was one of my favorites. <laughs> what what? Did, that, did, did you have that planned out or it was just, a, 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 you know, in the moment thing? Uh, it was it was a mix of both. I mean, I, I kind of had it a plan to do it but it was just one of those things like I had to make sure like it was like I I didn't want it to be like chase on a slider I wanted it to be like I'm gonna blow a heater by you and let you know like (laughs) I got you (laughs) (laughs) that is awesome Greg what you got man uh so I I gotta ask you Graham did you follow uh football at all NFL football I'm gonna be honest and I I I grew up in the college football area being in Alabama, but also like, and my wife hates that I don't really watch football (laughs) just because I always say, people say, well, fall seasons, football season. Well, I say fall seasons, hunting season. There you go. I was going to ask you, because my question is, do you follow the Bengals at all? Do you follow Joe Burrow or what they're doing now with Jake Browning as a quarterback or? Uh, I mean, my wife keeps up with it more than I do. I mean, I, I, I'll keep up with like it with some like when Joe Burrow got hurt. Like, of course, I I knew that the day it happened, and like mm-hmm. I keep up with those things. But I mean, really, much of like the games, like no. I mean, I I I just like I said, like on the weekends, mm-hmm. I'm going to Arkansas to go duck hunting, or I'm going deer hunting right. somewhere. Right. Like I, I'm not really staying in front of the TV. No. So I, I, I want to roll back to to your, your coming up through the minor leagues again. Um, what was rookie ball like? I mean, coming from college and, and going to that, was it a was it a big drop off? Going, wow, this is the the majors, and I'm riding a bus. And <laughs> what was that like? So I was in uh, God, you know, it's bad. I can't remember the league I was playing in, but I was I was in. I, I got it written down. Where's the hall? I can look it up. <laughs> the Appalachian League with Greenville. Yeah, the, it's not the, the you were oh no, that's where rookie ball down. I, I didn't write down where you're at. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, I was I, well. I was in I was in Greenville, Tennessee, and I mean a lot of those towns. It was just kind of like a is is a like a smaller like country field town, and mm-hmm. so I mean I I really enjoyed it. Uh, the hotel that we stayed at was a little, uh, little sketchy, questionable at times. Not sketchy. It wasn't sketchy. Okay. It was just like I. Our bathroom that me and my my roommate shared, the shower constantly dripped scalding hot water. And so if you closed the bathroom door, you would walk in there. Everything would be soaking wet, the toilet paper, the seat, the ground. So if you walked in there barefoot, 
and that door was closed, you were your feet were about to come out from underneath. <laughs> but but I mean, other than that, uh, and then one game we had a thunderstorm come through when we were playing the Bristol Pirates, and the left field foul pole, the wind was blowing so hard it literally knocked. Game over. <laughs> but other but other than that i mean it was it was a great time you know like getting to getting to play a bunch of the other guys that came up and especially the guys that come up in my draft class like it was it was a fun time you know it's 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 like they say like you're you work you you start here to get here right right and it it i you can't really you don't get to experience it like the way it's supposed to be experienced unless you are starting here right and you end up here so so what what was uh, uh Dayton and, and Louisville like? Because both both of them actually have pretty good uh, minor league uh, ballparks and pre- a pretty good fan base for you know especially up in Dayton. That that's a pretty big one. There. What, what was it like playing at those two places? Oh, I mean, I I enjoyed it. I mean, playing at Dayton, Louisville, Chattanooga. I mean, it was all it was all great. The fans were great. I mean, you can't really go wrong with Dayton. I mean, the everybody's the stadium's always jam packed. I mean, it was. Now it, it was cold. That <laughs> it's cold getting up there because I mean we luckily this year when we started up in uh right. in Cincy it really I mean it, it was kind of a mild Hell like man. a mild at the beginning of the season it wasn't super yeah. cold right. but when we were playing in uh, high a like our first game out in Michigan it was snowing like Ooh. it was it was it was cold. How do you grip the baseball? <laughs> <laughs> Like, you, you, just, you just you just grab it and go and hope it goes where you want it to. <laughs> like, dear God, dear sweet baby, please let this go straight. <laughs> hey, yeah. hey, Graham, uh, was there a former Red that you got to meet that was really cool? Being was like, was there was there like you know a famous former Red that was that you got to meet that was really cool? So, uh, I, I mean, you get to meet a lot of them just with like you, you got. Yeah. Eric Davis, who's still in the organization, mm-hmm. Lenny Harris. Mm-hmm. You got I get to be around Jeff Brantley at the stadium. Like, is I mean, there? I, I could I could go on and on <laughs> about all the guys, and I I would say probably like my favorite part is just hearing the stories that those guys have, like that mm-hmm. just the just the whole trials and tribulations that they went through of what the game what the game was to what it is now, and. It's it's awesome to get to hear some of those stories that those guys say, and some of them are really funny, and some of them you're like, I'm glad I'm not playing back then. <laughs> like, damn, I'm glad I didn't do that. <laughs> I, I I believe that. So, I, have you gotten to meet uh, Chipper Jones yet? Since he was your favorite player growing up, have you got to meet him yet? No, I would I would love to. I mean, I. I, well, you know he watches this podcast, so I mean, you know, Chipper, you know, reach out to me, I'll get, I'll get Grandma. Come on, Larry. Yeah, come on, Larry. Yeah, that would, I, that would. He's, he's one of my, he's one of the guys on my list where it's like if I ever get an opportunity to meet him, I don't think I'd ever pass that one up. There you go. Uh, so, let's see here. Oh, go, go ahead, Joe. Go ahead. I was uh, let me ask you. So I, I coach my son's baseball team. They're uh, 14, 15 year old, you know, freshman eight ish in high school. What age? And, and this is more kind of that. When did you start throwing breaking balls? I, I know doctors, you know, they, you, you hear these sports um, uh, orthopedists to say, you know, don't spoke, you know, you recommend just sticking with fastballs and changeups until you get, you know, like maybe high school senior. When do you start throwing breaking balls? I know you just, I know you throw a slider, but. I mean, it, it kind of depends. Cause you know, there's, there's different ways. Like you can throw, like some kids' hands aren't big enough. Like what my dad, because my dad coached me going all the way 
through travel ball and all that. So, I mean, we didn't start really spinning stuff until I would say I was like 13 years old. And that was when we kind of like started mixing in like, uh, like a curveball type. But I, I see a lot of kids like, cause I, I gave lessons when I was in the minor leagues. And so you see a lot of kids starting to do like throw sliders and stuff. And they're like nine, 10, 11 yeah. years old. And I'm I like, yeah. I, I'm like, why, why are you, why are you doing that? I'm like, do you know, like the amount of, pressure you're putting on your arm i'm like y'all like you like you need to work on locating this and then having that and then i mean there's also i mean i don't know if y'all if they still throw this or anything but the knuck like a knuckle curve yeah where you just throw it like a fastball <laughs> instead of like actually spinning it because that's i know what you're talking about i never could do yeah, it. yeah i just like to <laughs> spike the you spike yeah, your index like, finger yeah, on like, it like okay a spike, like a spike knuckle yep. like yeah. a spike knuckle curve and you just throw it like a fastball like that's that's as far as he would let me go like anytime i wanted to try to like start mixing in something like this he he would be like he smack me around and be like no you're gonna hurt your arm like stop. <laughs> I, I tell these kids, I tell them my pitch, and we're not high level. I mean, these kids are, you know, they're they're only like they might play on their high school teams. Like we're not travel ball or anything. But so Joe it's not takes like, it very seriously. He's one of those guys that yells at them all the time. Oh, just because I because I, I can only yell at my kids so much. So I've got if I've got thirteen <laughs> got kids to yell at, <laughs> it's a hell of an outlet. No, um, like so so they're not throwing. You know, they're they're not pitching two hundred and fifty innings or being abused or anything. But I don't. I never call that. You know, I never call for them to throw a breaking ball. I'm like, if you're going to throw one, you're going to throw one, but I'm not going to teach you a grip. I'm not going to show you, you know, I'm not going to show you a grip. I'm not going to call you one, but um, I, it, it's still all about throwing a fastball, learning different grips on your fastball and then learning how to locate a changeup. Like if you can throw a fastball on a changeup and if you can spot a changeup, I, you can get by until, I mean, there've been how many pitchers that have been able to get by through the majors been dominant in the majors throwing nothing but fastball and change. And Mario Soto is one of the greatest pitchers in Reds history. He also had one of the best I, circle changes. In, in right, exactly. Like, just just threw a fastball and, and had a change. Of it. And these kids all just want to throw, you know. And part of it is maybe just the whole analytical side, and you hear about the spin rate, and you see, you know. Uh, and, and and I'm a huge fan of going to Baseball Savant or going to uh, Fangraphs and looking at, you know, the uh, how much movement and everything. And, and these kids are doing the same thing. But, like, you don't need to throw – a slider that it's absolutely going from you know going from, uh, back foot slider that's starting on the other side of the strike zone to, or you know the other side of the plate to hit somebody in the back foot it's learn how to throw pitch learn how to spot them and if you need to when you get old enough and you're done growing it and it's just trying to impress upon these kids like you're gonna hurt your arm like you're gonna have arm issues when you're 40 years old trying to throw ball with your own kid just because you're trying to throw too many damn curveballs you know as a kid and it's just it's nice to hear that like your dad seemed to have a you know decent like head about it like like listen no like wait until you're older wait until your arms and joints and everything and and soft tissue and everything have uh have matured and stopped growing yeah i mean because when you get down to it like i like i would always say if a kid was wanting to throw like a curveball or something i'm like all right throw five fastballs don't let me move my mitt and then we can go to off speed yeah and i guarantee you they're not getting past two Right. <laughs> I mean, if, 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 if they can, if kids can stop trying to do what the big leaguers are doing, cause that's yeah. like, and I, and I, I understand that we all understand that. Like they, and I mean, everybody knows it. They all look up to these, to us and they want to be like us. And so they think, well, if we want to be like them, we got to start doing things that they're doing. Right. Right. Well, the thing is, is they, that 
I mean, a lot of the parents have to understand is for one, your kid's not getting drafted out of little <laughs> league. <laughs> and two, you're, they're not, they're not developed enough. They're not strong enough. They're not where they need to be. I mean, let, let these Jack kids learn, let these kids learn how to play catch and throw every time to where it's going to hit right here in the chest, or you're going to be down there catching your son's bullpen and they're going to throw, he's going to throw 20 out of 35, 40 pitches in a bullpen in the strike zone uh-huh. to where he's at least going to be 50% in the, in the zone. Like, right. Let them do that because that's going to benefit them more in the long run. Because if they can go out there and throw strikes, that's what's going to get. That's how you get outs is getting thrown strikes. I mean, you go back exactly. to my rookie season. Majority of those games, I had the highest fastball percentage in in the league. Yep. But yeah, but they're, they're my, in the zone too. Was, yeah, but that was because like my slider wasn't really developed where it needed to be. Did I have a good, uh, a decently good slider when I first got caught up? Yeah. But did my slider take a big jump the next year after I actually worked on it and developed it a lot more? A hundred percent. But that's also because I got to where I was by small steps. Like these kids don't need to be taking these giant leaps and learning these other pitches when they can't even throw strikes yet. It's also about building their arm strength up too, right, Graham? I mean, because you got to be able to to put some velocity on it. So it's not, it's location and and uh, velocity. So if you want to get that, I think, build up first before you start putting movement on the ball. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Because if you're if you're not going out there and your arm's not able to take the toll of mm-hmm. just long toss, your right. arm's not going to be ready to go out yeah. there and take a toll of max effort twenty pitch pin. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. All right, let's get some of the questions here in the uh, chat here. Uh, Paul here says, "How hard was it to go from rookie ball to the majors?" Which that wasn't one big jump. <laughs> that would that would, I would have liked to see somebody try to do that rookie ball straight up, but. Just, just, I guess, the evolution of it. Yeah, I mean, I, I would I would say the biggest difference was is, like, you have you have to be in the zone. Like, in, when you're in rookie ball, it's like it's like throwing to high schoolers almost. Like, guys are swinging at everything. You can miss the zone by a foot, and guys would still swing. Now, does that still happen nowadays? Yes, but that's just because pitches are a lot a lot nastier now. But when you're like when you're pitching to guys in rookie ball, you can get away with throwing three balls out of the zone that they swing at. In the big leagues, you throw one ball out of the zone and they swing at, I guarantee you the odds are they are not swinging at it the next time. Right, right. Because they – because just because, I mean, I mean, for one, umpires are better. Two, hitters are a lot better. They're a lot more knowledgeable. They can go back into the dugout after an at-bat and they can see, like, okay, like that wasn't where I needed to be chasing. I need to change my zone up to where I need to be looking here instead of here. And so, I mean, just it, it's just the evolution of the of it has is just completely different from rookie ball to the bigs. Uh, Crypt Keeper's got a question here, and this ain't just a southern thing. I love these, but uh, Grandma also being a fellow southern man, are you a boiled peanut fan? I am. I love boiled peanuts. Yeah. I, I'm I I'm gonna be honest. I haven't had boiled peanuts since I was probably twelve, and I wasn't a huge fan of them really? back then. Oh, dude, they're good. But I I just. There's there's not many places where I'm at over here in Tennessee that has them. I mean, I I wouldn't be opposed to trying them again just because I I mean you can't say no after just one time. Right, but. right, exactly. All right, Keith's got a, a question. It says, uh, "What what goes through your head when you're the seventh or eighth inning and two hits shutout and Bell comes out to yank you?" <laughs> Get your ass back in the, in the dugout. I'm about to say, I think y'all can answer that one. 
<laughs> I'll be like, what are you doing out here? Sometimes us fans are going, David, go back. What are you doing? <laughs> you don't need to go to the bullpen in the first inning. Calm down. <laughs> what do you got, Greg? Um, so, Graham, what was your take on the whole Viking helmet and the costume? Like, how did that all come about? I mean, the, the, it just made national news on baseball. That was just – it was just so awesome. How did that all come about? Uh, so, Luis Sessa was actually the one that kind of uh, brought that to life. He, uh, he, he saw Fraley, and he was like, you look like a Viking. <laughs> and, and then next thing you know, he got – he had like the full on metal helmet, but we were like, we can't use that in the dugout because if somebody puts that on somebody's head too hard and right. like, misses, we're gonna knock, knock, knock them out. And so, we, so one of the guys went and got uh, just the the costume one, and I mean, I I enjoy it. I mean, it's it's fun to oh, sit yeah. there and like guys hit a home run, and that's like waiting at the end of the dugout for them to walk down the whole line. Like it's. It's it's just that it's you got to pick the little things out that's kind of brings joy within the game and like that right. that's just the thing because even even if you have a a crappy game and we're getting blown out and somebody hits a home run like you still do it just because it brings that little joy back into the game. Absolutely. So so what what is David? I mean, a lot of us fans get frustrated with David Bell and the way he mixes the matches and all that stuff. But but I heard he's a, a great players coach. So I mean, what does he like to play for? I, I love DB to death. I will go to war with that guy or for that guy, especially anytime, anywhere, any place. I mean, I I have learned a lot from him just about the game. And, I mean, he, I feel like one thing a lot of people don't understand or pay attention to is there's certain situations when things call for certain matchups. Like, does it – well, it might not make sense if somebody's gone – two for three on the day with a home run, but the guy, it's a left-handed bat who can't hit lefties and a lefty reliever comes in. Well, you can't just waste that a bat away, especially if it's a one run ball game or a tied ball game. Like those, those type of decisions had to be made. And I know, I know for fans, it's super frustrating, but it's, it's just part, it's just part of it. Exactly. Exactly. Now um, the, the other thing we had the Viking helmet. So did the, the cape and the what did the, I don't remember the bat that 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 came later on, didn't it? Because I think you had a cape and the helmet. The, then all of a sudden, I started seeing the bat, and that it's not a bat. It, it's kind of a it almost looked like a big long piece Balak? of sausage. Kind <laughs> 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 of flip over. Like, it's kind of interesting. Like how did how did that that come into to play? Uh, I I'm gonna be honest. We have no idea where it came from, but it was it was a weighted training bat. It literally it, this thing was so old it had like two pounds of lead in it from guys <laughs> smacking it on the ground after home runs it literally started like breaking like tearing away at the end and then it finally like broke off and i mean i kid you not it was a piece of lead that was probably <laughs> i would say it's about as thick as a water bottle and it oh, was geez. it was it was probably like a good like six seven inches of lead and i saw that and i was like Somebody started touching. I said, "Go wash your hands." I was like, "Y'all." <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! So let, let, let me ask you, and, and I'm wearing like the uh, it's not the uh, City Connect hat, but I mean it's uh, out of the City Connect collection. What what are your opinions? I mean, obviously the team is the Reds, and they come out with these all black with black 
lettering with the you know with the, with the red trim what was yours and then like kind of maybe the team at large uh opinion of, of the uh, city connects that were brought out this year i mean as the fans i mean by and large we seem to eat them up and i i love it i've got a uh you know i got, I got a jersey got the hat and everything but what was you know your thoughts of them and, and, and how did the team take to them oh i mean i me personally i loved it just because it, it changes it up it just it it was like whenever they brought back the old school, the throwbacks that one year. Yeah. What was that in 20, 2019. Yeah, twenty nineteen. When they brought back the throwbacks, it just like it just brings that different look. And I just think like you know having that black uni, like it, the all black. I just think it looks slick. I mean, I I think I I mean, it makes pardon my French. Man, it makes it just makes points. us look badass. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, like the the interesting thing too, I think, is the batting helmets is. I noticed. I, I thought I, I thought I was like this, but I didn't notice until I went to Reds or I couldn't confirm until I was Reds Fest. The C sticks out, so mm-hmm. that sticks out farther. I don't think the the regular uh, red ones do that. Do they? they don't stick out as far. At least anyway, they, well, they look. Yeah, I mean it's it's just the sticker that they use. I and I honestly I can't even remember like the normal helmets. If it does stick out, it might stick out a little bit. It's just not as much like, because it's yeah. it's like the white embroidering kind of has like the out out go like the out like lip on it and then it kind of goes back in but uh the the other ones i think just because that that red with the black outline of it like it all just like protrudes out a little bit more so it just looks like it all sticks out a little bit further yeah, and, and I was gonna say, and, and just wearing like all black uniforms. I'm I'm, I'm a UC Bearcat fan. They, they were known, yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, like the uh, early 2000s, like the late 90s, early 2000s. They had these Back all black, black, baby, right? All black. Uh, uh, they were the first team Jordan. Uh, you know, one of the first Jordan sponsored teams. All black jerseys, and, and games were won with them just walking into the gym because they just looked more badass than anybody else. And again. Even though it's summer and you're wearing and it's 95 degrees in July with 80 percent humidity, walking out on a Friday night wearing all black, it's it feels like you've got the game 66 percent won before you even throw uh, throw the first pitch. Yeah, well, and I will say one thing I'm super happy about because I'm a big sweater. <laughs> I'm so glad it's only on night games that we yeah. wear that day. Game. Yeah. 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 If I had a pitch in it during a day game, I, I would probably pass out on the mound. I, I would imagine half the team would be, uh, would, would be on the deck with, uh, on, on a Sunday afternoon game in, in July or August. If, if you guys had to wear those, good Lord. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Graham, I appreciate you been on for almost an hour. Well, I got one, one quick question I want to ask before I let you go. How, how cool was Reds, Reds Fest? Because I, I think it's a unique thing. I think other teams are starting to do it, but I'm pretty sure since I was the first one to do it. But how how cool is that experience for you? I mean, it's awesome for us as fans. No, I mean, me personally, I enjoy the heck out of it because I feel like it's one of the best ways for us to give back to the fans because, you know, there's a lot of times where we don't have the time in season. And, I like, I'm always one of the guys I like to go down the line every time I'm not playing and sign autographs and take pictures with fans and – but there's those times during the game where I have people like yelling at me when I'm going out to go warm up, but it's just like, I like by the time I step onto that field, like it's business, like I'm going to work. And so I feel like that's one of the best ways for us to kind of give back to the community and show like, Hey, like we care, like we want to come take time out of our off season and spend it, spend these two, two days with y'all and get to meet y'all and do things like that. One more question: How badass is it going to be coming back next year to Reds Fest and having the uh, uh, the World Series trophy 
to show off for all of yes. us. Yes. Yes. It's one. That'll, it's one thing to have the big ass parade. Yeah, it's one thing to have the big ass parade end in Fountain Square, but having Reds Fest, especially right before they shut down the convention center for two years to renovate, closing it out, having the World Series trophy. That's what I'm looking forward to next year. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Awesome. Graham, hey, like I said, I, I like Red Fest because I was able to get you on the show. So, dude, I appreciate you. This has been so awesome. I would love to get you back on again before the season started if we can. If we can't, I understand. But, again, I appreciate you coming on. Is there any charities or anything you got going you want to you promote before I let you go? Uh, as of right now, me and my buddy that I, I hunt with, we're, we're starting to try to talk and – looking into uh doing more of like donating deer for the hungry and so that's that's something that we want to start trying to once i get it set up i I can send you some links and all that for it but just just to make it known out there for the hunters that they don't have to go out just to fill their freezer and be done for the year they can always go out and purchase an extra doe tag and go out and kill a doe and take it and donate it to people that need it because there's a lot of other people that need help in this world too so absolutely that's awesome when you ever get that set up you got my email just shoot me an email and if you want to come on talk about it or whatever let me let me know but graham like i said i appreciate you good 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 luck on the season i can't wait to to watch it i'm probably getting season tickets this year for the weekends so i'll be having the uh red uh, or the black jersey on and i'll scream at you but you know you'll be able to be like hey hey get that guy out of stands he, he's my stalker get, get, you know, get <laughs> anyway get, graham appreciate you brother thank uh, you for- appreciate y'all thanks for having me Thank you. Thanks, Graham. All right, guys, that was pretty cool. Awesome. Incredibly cool. That was so cool. Yeah, I mean, dude, he's. I knew he's a hunter. I mean, I knew he's a hunter. As soon as he, as soon as he got, he got on the phone, I saw the deer heads behind. I'm like, oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he, he's into that. So that was that was cool. You you know I'm clipping the part where he's talking about the kids, you know, only throwing fastball, you know, like locating fastballs and changing. Showing to each and every one of my kids that that that, uh, that want to pitch. Like, listen, mm-hmm. major league pitcher, the switch down. You start spotting everything. Okay, then we'll talk. But until that, shelve it. Exactly. Like, don't listen to me. He actually pitches in the major leagues, right. and he said that. Exactly. There you go. I'm old and I have a really bulky elbow, so I don't even want to hear about you guys. You know, you, know, you guys are going to end up in the same spot. So stop it. <laughs> You, you should call Joe trying to trying to relieve his his younger years of, of pitching when we're down at the at Reds Fest. Was, I very 50, 57 speedy ass miles an hour and my elbow was tingling. Was Thankfully, Jeff got video evi- evidence oh. of it too. Oh, yeah, I tweeted it out. Uh, of course, I did. <laughs> oh my god! And I appreciate you guys coming on, Joe. Go ahead, and plug some stuff, or I'll let you get out of here. Uh, riverfrontcency.com. We've got all kinds of uh, college stuff going on. When we've got UC Xavier, Miami uh, beat reporters. Obviously, I host the Bengals show. Uh, we've got the Riverfront Reds show every uh, every Friday morning. This Sunday, all you guys that are watching, I'm not going to conflict with anything. But Jeff's here. Uh, if if you guys don't watch late night Reds again, it's it, it's on our uh, it's on the uh, Riverfront's YouTube channel. We are doing a Christmas song draft. We're it's uh, Tim Daniel hosts. It's live every 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 Sunday night at nine o'clock. There's going to be six of us. We're drafting our favorite Christmas songs. It's going to be fantastic. Watch me kick everyone's ass because I'm not picking terrible, awful songs like Last Christmas or Wonderful Christmas Time by uh, by Paul McCartney. But well, we're, we're quick question before you go: Is a Die Hard a Christmas movie? No, it came out in the summer. Damn it! <laughs> Damn you! Yeah. It's a Wonderful Life isn't a Christmas movie because that came out in the summer. Summer or Christmas is just the setting, not the does has nothing to do with the plot of the movie. 
Joe, you passed you pass the test, Joe. That's all I care. It's the east side. It's the east side. Sean is going to kick him off. I'm tired of him already. Who invited him on the show? Hey, hey, hey. We can't help it if you hire smart people, Joe. <laughs> I didn't hire anybody. <laughs> have smart people on, yeah. Oh, shit. All right, Greg. Hey, what do you got? You got Brewers, you got Rally. What do you got going on? Okay, let's see if I can get this straightened out here. We we did do Rally last night. It was a good show. It was just me and Santori. We covered a lot. Reds, Bengals. Uh, tomorrow we do have Brews at 3.30. Awesome, awesome. Well, appreciate you, man. I will see you Saturday. Hell uh, yeah. Yep, we're going to be tailgating down there in lot one. Uh, you got the, the beer. You, it's gonna be you and Chop and, and me, right? I think it's uh, yeah, Orange Arrow, I think, will be coming. Yeah, you know, like I say, this Saturday game, I'm happy as heck for it, but I know it threw a lot of people off and all I that. I gotta work. I'm, go I'm gonna be I'm gonna be up from one o'clock in the morning. Oh my morning. gosh, you know, Jeff, out of all the excuses I've heard, I mean, I thought <laughs> I'm gonna you were, be there. Still okay. gonna be there. You're a true fan. You, I mean, it's not like I'm giving, I'm not going because I got a Christmas business, uh, you know, company Christmas party or something, and I chose to go to that instead of a Bengals game. You know, I'm working and then I'm still going. So, you know, I'm just saying, I don't know, I don't know who would do that. Hey, hey, no, I, I'm going to, I'm just kidding. You know, you know, some, you know, but I understand how some people can't, but hey, hey, yeah. we'll be there and let, 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 let's keep the place rocking. Hell yeah. Drink one more beer and go in rowdy as hey. hell. You gotta listen to Zach, buddy. We gotta do what Zach says. He told us to. I mean, he told us to, man. That's all we gotta hear. You gotta listen to the coach. All right, brother. Who day? Take, Take care, buddy. Who day? All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. That was awesome. Uh, Graham is a freaking awesome dude. Hopefully, I can get him back on again sometime. Obviously, I know when the season starts. That's not gonna happen, but either way, that was great. I want to uh, shout out. Thanks to everybody uh, on Facebook there who has been watching. Shout out to everybody on ZTV. Like I said, uh, go there, go subscribe to ZTV. We got a lot of cool stuff coming on. Uh, you can actually, like I said, you can donate to my show if you want to. There, it's a, a new donation thing on ZTV. Also, uh, this or excuse me, next Friday, uh, be December twenty uh, second. Me and uh, that guy I just kicked off the show, Joe. He's gonna be a uh, co-host with me. We'll be at live at Brink Brewery. We'll be giving away uh, clothes from uh, Common Threads and tickets to the Bengals. Browns game. So uh, you can sign up at Brick Brewery, uh, a whole bunch of other places too. Uh, they're all listed on ZTV's website. So go to ZTV online and, or ZTV Cincinnati or ZTV online, one of the two. Go there, check it out. All, all the uh, restaurants and everything are listed on there. You can also go to Brink uh, and sign up there. Uh, but the easiest thing is go to ZTV, sign up there, and we'll be giving it away live on the air just like we did two weeks ago. So Again, next Friday, a live show at Brink Brewery. All right, let me get to uh, my social media where you can follow me at. And I am on pretty much everything. I get my stuff there. I hit the wrong button. Uh, follow me on all my social media platforms, all under Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, X, uh, TikTok, and Threads. Twitter X is at Jeff A. Trenopole. TikTok is at Iceman90. Facebook and uh, Threads. Uh, and uh, Instagram all under sports with strawberry ice. I'll be pulling a sign off later on tonight, putting on the podcast on Beanpot, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher Play, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Please make sure you rate, like, and review. And leave a comment and a, more, and a five star review so more Cincinnati fans can find my podcast. One other thing, you can go to ZTV, oh, ZTV Online. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. ZTV Online is where you can go. Um, uh, one more thing on ZTV online, they have the Z radio show. You can actually hear uh, the old shows on there. 
So make sure you check that. So a lot of cool stuff going on at ZTV. We got like, like I keep saying, got a lot of cool things coming up. Just don't have it all narrowed down or hammered down when we're going to do it. So once we get that all figured out, I'll let you know. YouTubers, I'm at 2,451 subscribers. As always, I appreciate every single one of you guys for watching on Facebook, Twitter, all that. Go to YouTube. Hit the subscription button. I'd appreciate it. Other than that, you guys have a wonderful day. Tomorrow is going to be a fun football Friday show. I think it's just going to be you and me. I got some stuff, you know. We had a red signing. We had the uh, Bearcats going on. We got the Bengals going on. We got Shoyo Tani signed for $700 million freaking dollars. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. So I think it's going to be a, a fun football Friday show, just you and me. Other than that, you guys have a wonderful day. And that's just sports, baby. See ya! <laughs> I'm your host, the Iceman, Jeff Trenopole. And as always, I bring you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio. Home of the original 
Major League Baseball team, the Cincinnati Reds. Now, do me a favor. If you found the show, hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. You guys are awesome. I'm up to 2,451 subscribers. As always, I appreciate every single one of you guys. If you're watching on Facebook or Twitter X and you have yet to subscribe to my channel, why not? Please do so. Please go to the YouTube channel, Sports with Strawberry Ice. Hit the subscription button. Hit the bell for the notification. Every time I go live, you'll be notified. What's up to everybody on ZTV? You guys are not – if you guys are watching on there, how you doing? And if you want to do donate to the to the show, you can do, do it right down there below. I'd appreciate it. Now, as always, I'm coming to you live from this glorious place down here. I call it the Ice Cave. The Ice Cave is brought to you by T-Properties. T-Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out their website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. And I know we're talking Reds, but I still got promoted. We got the greatest quarterback in the league. We hit the jackpot when we drafted Joe Burrow. If you want any of the uh, Jackpot Joey stuff, it's right there. Go to jackpotjoey9.com. If you want uh, any of the beer, it's at Brink Brewery. Portions of the proceeds go to the Joe Burrow Foundation. What's up to everybody in the chat? Strangers in there, Darcy in there, Joey Cars in there, Pork Shops in there, uh, Painters in there, Jackpot Joey himself is in there. All right, guys, we're gonna hurry up and get through through the coast so we can get to to the uh, to the main guy here. But let's get to BSG. What's up, Greg? How's it going today? I figure I go red side this time, right? I, I, I like it. I like it. All right, let's get to uh, the other one. He, he's from the riverfront. He does the bagel show, but he's gonna help me out with with some red stuff today. Show farcing. What up? How does it feel to be outnumbered by Eastsiders on your own show? I think it's yeah. Cool. I don't like it at all. <laughs> West side's still the best side, baby. Come on now. <laughs> all right, guys. Let's get to our very special guest. I'm very happy and pleased that uh, Ash, uh, Graham Ashcraft was able to join us. And let's get to him. He's live from his soon-to-be man cave. Graham, what's going on, man? How's it going, guys? Good. Thanks for coming on the show. I appreciate it. Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah, it was it was funny when uh, I like telling a story. Everybody's like, well, "How'd you get Graham on your show?" I was like, "Well, I just happened to run into you at Reds Fest, and I was talking to Chris Welch, and then I was like, hey, I want to get you on my show too.'" And you're kind of like, uh, "Okay." And I walk around or whatever, and I said, "Oh, by the way, my name's Jeff." You're like, "Yeah, I'm Graham." And I started laughing. You know who you are, and you're like, "Do that to everybody." Yeah, I can't, I can't help it. It's just that Southern hospitality that my parents made me grow up with. I just, I'm used to it. It's, it just comes naturally. Hey, I appreciate it, man. I, I thought I thought it was cool. I mean, it's just it, it shows that you're grounded. And I'm like, that that was that's the first thing I thought. I'm like, that's cool that you you introduce yourself as Gramps. I'm like, I, I liked it. So, how's your uh, how's your off season going? Are you ha hanging out there in the man cave? I know you uh, had your your toe at the end of your season and everything. How, how's all that going right now? Yeah, it's going good. You know, we're uh, got my got a CT last week to see where we are at with uh, progression. If we can kind of start getting into the running and jogging stuff i've already been long tossing a little bit so starting to move around we're uh we're getting close we're we're, we're knocking at the door and getting back on the mound and getting back where we need to be to be ready for spring awesome 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 and i know it's getting getting itchy here because I'm, I'm getting ready for baseball and just coming off the season you guys had last year this is the most excited i've been in a while for a reds offseason i mean with ellie coming up and uh, Matty Bats, Matt McLean coming up, and Steer, and Marte, and then all uh, you guys coming up, you know, the last couple of years, and Hunter Green, and yourself, and uh, 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 Lodolo. I think we got a shot to have a really good team this year. I mean, I mean, are you guys pretty pretty confident what you what kind of team you could have this year? Oh, yeah. I mean, we, we all know the caliber of players that we have and the mindset that all of us have. And, you know, at the end of the day, it just comes down to – 
all of us staying healthy. I mean, we've had a lot of stuff where it's just kind of here and there. We're big, like we've had guys miss that we really could have used them, whether it's been pitch, pitching or position players, you know. So if we if we can kind of put it all together and have a majority of the healthy season where everybody can kind of like all of us can kind of stay together, I think yeah. there's a there's a good there's a good chance that we could we could do something special. Exactly. Good, Joe. I'll, I'll, I'll let you fire off something. Go for it. We got. Uh, my first question is, where are you in terms of with, with the toe injury? Are you at least going to be able to catch up with your regular offseason routine and ramp up, or is it going to put you a little bit behind? Uh, it's actually pretty pretty close. I may be like okay. two weeks behind, but I'm also one of the guys like I like to start a little bit sooner when it comes to like mound blending and things like that. So, I mean, really, I'll, I'll be I should be like right on time to be ready for spring. Good. Awesome. So you're, you're always one of the early arrivals uh, to spring training then. Yeah, I, I always try to get there a week or week, week and a half early just so I can kind of get adapted to that Arizona air, you know, yeah. when getting running, running out here and running there is way two different things. Oh, yeah, I bet it is. That, that, that dry, that dry heat or whatever. That's that, that that's got to be a, a different experience than, than what you got there in Tennessee. Oh yeah, especially when you get there and it's like fifty degrees and you're out there running. It just feels like you're breathing in dry ice. <laughs> <laughs> you're getting, getting like a smoker's cough or something. Like, what's going on here, uh -huh. <laughs> Greg? What you got, man? So, uh, Graham, what was the whole draft process like, and what was your first thought about Cincinnati? Uh, so, I mean, I went through it in high school a little bit, so I kind of, I kind of knew like what it was going to be about, but I didn't really. I, I didn't really know what it was like when I was like, all right, I'm ready to go. Like I know when I wanted to go. Right. And so when I, when I got that call and they told me that Cincinnati was interested and this is what they were offering. I was like, let's do it. I was like, I I'm, I'm ready. I'm, I want to go. I want to start my, my professional career. And I mean, you couldn't ask to be a part of a better ball club. I mean, there, it, there's a reason a lot of the guys that come through here, love it and right. it's just because of the culture that the town brings with the team and i mean you're playing for the oldest major league team in baseball so i mean there's just there's so much like history that follows behind it not just the team itself you know it's just it's it's awesome to be a part of and get to experience and everything yeah now let's go back to to the your when you first were drafted you were drafted straight out of high school by the la dodgers and you decided to to go uh not sign and go to uh, Mississippi State. What went into that thought process? Because you are turning down money. I don't know how, how much it was or anything like that, but you are turning down money to go pay, you know, to play college. Yeah, you know, uh, I I had a full ride coming out of college, going into college at Mississippi State. So it was going to take, I mean, my, my whole process with it that I've talked with my parents and my agents was like, it's, it's going to take a lot to kind of take that experience away from me right. because – I, I mean, I didn't know it at the time, but now looking back on it, I mean, going to college has a major benefit. I mean, it's different when you're a guy like Hunter Green. I mean, he was he I mean, the dude, that dude was talented. That dude's special. I mean, he had yeah. the ability just like a, a couple of the other younger guys that we have, like Ellie and Marte and mm -hmm. those guys. So it's, you know, I, I just felt personally like I wasn't ready yet. I felt like I needed to go to college and kind of develop a little bit more. And so that, I mean, that was kind of the biggest decision for me was like going to get that development and kind of learn like what type of baseball player I am and things like that. 
Well, who the hell wants to go for the, play for the Dodgers anyway? I mean, they they don't pay you like seven hundred million dollars. I mean, only two only two million dollars a year. I mean, come on, that's chicken scratch. <laughs> so, all right. So you played one year at Mississippi State, then you uh, uh, transferred to to UAB. What 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 went into that process, and why did you transfer? So, I played my freshman year. I played half the season. I tore my right hip labrum. Ooh. And had to go have reconstructive surgery. They had to shave. They had to shave bone off. They had to cut the ligament the rest of the way through. Wow, that sounds like a lot of together. fun. <laughs> and and I actually and then the next going into the next my sophomore season, I had my left hip went out. <laughs> Damn that spring, yeah, <laughs> it happened that like once we got back from Christmas break. Oh Jesus! And so after that, uh, my scholarship ended up getting pulled and. So it was just one of those things like they're like, well, you can walk on. And I was just not yeah. having it. I mean, there was there was no reason other than my hip injuries that they pulled my scholarship. And so I was just like, I'm I'm going to go somewhere else and further my education and my career elsewhere. And uh, fortunate enough, UAB came along and I was able to go play there. And it, I mean, I wouldn't trade that for the world. I got to play with a guy that I played uh, baseball with from eight years old all the way through high school. So getting to play, getting to play one more year with him in college, that was a that was an awesome experience. So it's, it's kind of a bad omen. They, I mean, Mississippi State took two of your hips, so you know you gotta you gotta move on. To, so so do you, you ever you and the Cowboy ever get into debates about you know Mississippi State owes me two hips? I mean they're, they're the reason I got the, the surgeries. You, you Cowboy, uh, the- they 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 paid for my surgery, so that's oh, well, all right with me. <laughs> there you go, there you go. Because we know we know Cowboy's a huge Mississippi State fan. Oh yeah, I mean I I. I have nothing bad about Mississippi State to say. I mean, I I had a great experience there. I met my wife there. I I learned a lot from my coaching, the coaching staff that was there, even though it kind of flip-flopped while I was there a little bit. But, I mean, I I wouldn't trade it for the world. Hey, we got a question here from uh, uh, the chat here. It says, hey, Graham, have you been able to experience opening day in Cincy? Like the whole yeah. parade and everything? Yeah, I was. so me and Ladola were a part of the parade last year. And uh, they asked me to do it. And I, I mean, I honestly, like, it sounds bad to say, I had no idea that the parade was that as big as it is. Right, right. And so when I got to go experience it, like, it was, I was just kind of like, holy crap, like, this is awesome. It's a holiday <laughs> here in Cincinnati, man. Oh, I mean, it was, it's one of those things, like, and if I, if I ever get the opportunity to be the open day starter, I'm not passing that up. But if I'm oh, not yeah. going to be the open day starter, I'm, I'm going to, I want to try to be in that parade every year. Yeah, it's it's one of a kind, dude. There's there's nobody does we and this is this is not blowing smoke. Nobody does opening day like Cincinnati. I mean it's oh it, no it, doubt. I mean back in the day when I was growing up, they didn't used to we started the season. They didn't start games after we threw the first pitch. That's been a mm-hmm. long time ago. I'm dating myself, but they don't do that anymore. Greg, what do you got? Yeah. Um, Graham, so the second half of the season was just so much fun to watch. I mean, one of the best times ever to, to just to be a big Reds fan. What was that like? I mean, like you guys just made this incredible leap in the second half. It was just, it was just so entertaining. Like every single game was just so entertaining to watch. Oh, I mean, it, it, I mean, it it was entertaining for y'all, but I mean, it's just as entertaining for us. Like, yeah, I'm only, I'm playing once every five days, but at the same time, (laughs) I'm getting a front row seat on the sideline. So like getting to see those guys play and just what we accomplished this year, it was, it was something amazing to be able to especially have that front row seat to watch and be a part of and feel the energy that we had in the clubhouse and in the dugout. I mean, it was, it was absolutely amazing. 
I mean, dude, I, have you ever seen? I'm 48 years old. I've never seen as many rookies come up this in one season and produce like we, you guys had this year. I mean, from Matty Bats to Ellie to Marte to Abbott, Steer. I mean, the list goes on and on. I mean, it, I've never seen this many guys come up and and just be able to freaking play. Oh yeah, I mean that. The, I feel like the only way to put it is you, we just have a bunch of ballers on the team. I mean, guys are going to go out and give it every ounce of baseball that they have, no matter what, no matter how many games they got left in the tank, they're going to leave it all out on the field. And you can't really ask for any more than that. Ballers. What do you got, Joe? Um, I mean, it's pretty funny that you came up in 2022, you know, with the crop of the uh, all the pitchers, what you, Hunter, Lodolo, and Alexis Diaz. All of a sudden, a year later, you're one of the old guys. With, with all of the position players that came up, um, but it's just the, the way the rosters transitioned. Um, what twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one is when Barrero, uh, Ty Stevenson, and um, Jonathan India came up. Then you uh, you guys in the pitchers in twenty twenty two, and now more of the position players. Just how quickly the roster has churned. Um, it's got to be a lot different going into next year, knowing that uh, grizzled old. Uh, uh, number 19 isn't going to be there anymore, but how, I guess I'm saying like, how, how does that, how do you think that's going to change the locker room? There's not a lot of older, even on the pitching side, there's not a lot of older pitchers there that are, I don't want to say leaders because you, you can't just, just because someone's been there doesn't mean they have to be a leader, but it's one thing to have a guy who's been through these grinds, you know, ups and downs, uh, come back from injuries, whatever to talk to. How's it going to be? Knowing that it's there's not a lot of these older guys, at least right now. I mean, there's still three more months of off season. You, you, you literally just called Graham old on, on my on my show. What, 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 say? He's old, Joe. What he turns twenty you? turns twenty six before the season. I, we're all in our forties, <laughs> if not older. We're old. I I don't even remember what I did for my twenty sixth birthday. So that's no. You are far from old. <laughs> and I think I'm the young one out of out of the rest of us. So that that's saying a lot. <laughs> no, I mean. You know, I, I think this this past season it was a it was kind of a big it was kind of a big step for everybody. I mean, a lot of guys had to come up and step up, and times a lot of young guys that had to come up and step up. And you know, we've had guys that have kind of been up and down over the past couple of years, so they they've got to be around those seasoned vets and kind of got to experience like what kind of goes into it when you're struggling and what you need, like how to help other people. And I, one thing is, is, I mean, there's, there's a lot of guys on our team. They're just, they're not afraid to, to vocalize and be like, Hey, like what's your opinion on this? Or what do you think about me trying this or things like that? And I feel like that's a, that's a big, that's a big aspect to this game because, you know, the coaches help us tremendously, but sometimes the best coach you can have is the guy sitting right next to you because he's right. with you every day. He sees right. what you do every day in catch play in the gym and conditioning. Like that's to me, like that's, one of the biggest avenues that we have is each other. And so I feel like that's one of the things that's kind of helped that's helped us like kind of take it up a little bit to the next level. And I mean, there's still a lot of room for us to grow because there's a lot of young guys on the team, but I mean, I feel like we're, we're taking those steps that are going to lead us to be in a good spot. It, so. it probably helps that I'm, you were drafted the same year as Nick Lodolo. You guys have kind of been with each other, mo you know, most steps of the way. I mean, you came up two months after he did, or, you know, just a few months after he did in 2022, does that make it easier when there's someone, you know, that you've pretty much had step-by-step step to go with you that, you know, you guys can bounce stuff off of? I mean, even though he's, you know, one of us crazy left-handers, but, uh, you know, different stuff and everything, but is that helpful having someone who's 
pretty much with you every step of the way. Oh yeah, because I mean, they it's just it's guys that know you. I mean, they you've been you played with them in the minor leagues, and they just they they've kind of learned who you are and like what you excel in. So when you have somebody like that, that can kind of like you can bounce that stuff off of instead of sitting there and having to be like, hey, dad, like something doesn't feel right. You can right. just go, you can go up and be like, Hey, like, are you seeing anything? Like what right. is my body doing something differently? Or like, what does it look like to you? And that, Nick, that, I mean, that, that's helped a lot with all of us. Yeah. You guys do, do a lot of uh, uh, video uh, taping and a lot more than, than they used to. And I know, because I had Chris Welch on a couple weeks ago, and he's talking about his day, you know, compared to what you guys do now as far as the video stuff. You know, you know, he could say your, your right shoulder is two centimeters off, and you place your foot this way. I'm like, to me, that would get in my head. Is that do you, do you find sometimes you might overanalyze yourself sometimes, and it's just better just like you said, just talk to one of your teammates. Yeah, I'm. I mean, I'm more of the guy to where when it comes down to it, I. I I don't really like to look at video because then that's when, like, like you're saying, like I'll get too technical. Like I, I like to bounce things off of like my uh, pitching coach, Derek Johnson, the assistant pitching coach alone. Like I feel like, cause they, they, they've seen it, they've seen it, been, been around it. Like DJ has been in the game for a long time. Like I can go and ask him something and be like, Hey, like, I feel like I'm, I feel like I'm doing this, but I like, do you think it needs to be more of, this or something right, like that right, so it's just right. it's 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 more of like a nitpick like i don't, I don't want to sit there and have to watch the whole thing and be like okay well at leg lift my lower half is doing this and then that foot strike my arms in this position head, when it needs man. to be in this position it's just right. kind of like okay what feels what feels right and then be like okay hey that felt good like do you think i need to add anything to that mm-hmm. like that's that's for me that's where i feel like i benefit the most of now, one thing, my, my son, I was trying to explain this to him with, with Abbott. You know, he pitched great, and, you know, he basically just ran out of gas the you know in the season. And I, I'm like, yeah, he's like, he's like, well, how do they, you know, do that? And, and you would know this way better than I do, but it's conditioning because, I mean, and it's also, it's also I think, there's more pressure on every pitch in, in the major leagues. And, hell, the pitchers or the hitters are way better in the major leagues than they are in the minor league. So that gives you more stress on your arm. Is that is that more of – what he has to do is more conditioning or, or all of the above in general? I mean, a, a lot of it's all of the above, but you also got to go back. Like when you want to get into that, you got to go look at like innings, the amount of innings guys throw each year. And like, you just have to add up. Like you can't just go like, yeah, he had X amount in the big leagues, but you have to think he spent a month in AAA before that or a month and a half in AAA right. before that. So you have to add that inning total. And when you get to those inning, like those inning totals, like you can't just go from throwing 125 innings one year to 175 innings the next year because your body's not used to it. It's just not, it's not in shape for that yet. Mm -hmm. So it's just, it's just a process of like slowly ticking at the ladder of being like, okay, you're at 135. Now you're at 155. Mm -hmm. Now you're at 170. And then you're at 195. Okay. You got to 195. Now, you know, you can go out and, throw 200 innings a year now are you a guy that that wants to to eat up the innings is your goal like back in the day the goal was always 200 innings and it seems like now it, you know it's hurry up third time through through the order we're getting that guy out of there and we're going to the bullpen i mean are we i guess my question is will we will we will we see a, a pitcher pitch 200 innings anymore you think I, I i think it'll be far and few between mm-hmm. uh the guys that do that will be the diamond in the rough. I mean, my, my goal is to go out there and I want to throw seven to eight innings every time I go out there. I want to keep my pitch count 
below a hundred. Now I will, I do want, like, if it's like I'm at 95 and I'm going into the seventh inning, you better not take me out. I want to go back out and I want to get <laughs> right. to the seventh inning, especially if I'm rolling and like numbers aren't like my velo's not dropping off. But I mean, you also like, also like part of it's the, the pitching, Derek Johnson and David Bell, like they see things, they can kind of tell when you kind of hit that wall of like, all right, like I need to, I, we, we got to start thinking about the next, the next arm to come in because he's starting to lose a little bit. But I mean, for me personally, if I could go out there and throw 200 innings every year, I would. And right. I, I mean, I want to, I mean, that was, that was my goal this year until I had that 15 days that I was out and then broke a bone in my foot. Yeah. So I, I mean, I, that's, that's my goal going into every year is try to get to that 30, 35 starts to 200 innings. Hey, sign me up for that, Graham. I'll take that. Go ahead, Greg. What do you got? Uh, so, uh, Graham, you were talking about, like, you were entertaining yourself watching, like, from the bench at times on your days off. I got to ask you, what was it like seeing Ellie steal home when he's still second, third, then home? What was what was the whole bench like that game in Milwaukee? Oh, I mean, he hit – that was – was that – I can't remember. That was the same game he hit the home run that bounced out of the stadium, right? Or was that I the think, next – the day? It was before? the same series. I don't think it was the same yeah. game. That was an afternoon yeah. game. I think it was, like, the Friday night when he yeah. uh, hit his own – yeah, I, I just I just remember he got to first, stole second, stole third. You're like, all right, like that's typical. De, De, De La Cruz doing his thing, and then next thing you know, you see it like he steals third, and he kind of gets up and he kind of starts walking, and you're, you're sitting there in the back of your head. Yeah. You're like, no, he's not going to do it, and then he starts taking a couple more steps, and you're like, Ellie, don't do it. <laughs> And then next thing you know, he takes off, and all of us just kind of got quiet, just holding the rail, and, then he <laughs> and we all freaked out. Dude, dude, Will Benson's reaction was the greatest. He's just like, "Oh my god!" Yeah, I mean, yeah. Dude, I was, I mean, I was yeah. down here freaking out, jumping out, like, "Holy shit! What did he do?" Oh, uh, that was it. Was just one of those things to where it just caught everybody off guard, but it was also one of those things like. I mean, it's it's like I've I've said before. Like the, he just he creates that spark that just kind of gets everybody going in the game. And I mean, there's there's got to be somebody, and it it varies from game to game. Like, but I mean, when he steals a big bag to get in scoring position, like or steals home to give us a, an extra run, like that's just big time plays in the game that just kind of gives us that extra spark in the dugout. It's game changing, dude. All right, uh, Jackpot Joey here. Uh, he's, uh, he kind of messed up. He said, how often do you directly work with Rob, uh, the strength co- coach for the, for the Reds? Oh, I mean, I, I we we work out twice before every start. Some guys are a little different. I, I just do – like, I do total bodies when I work out, so I work out twice. I work out the day after I pitch and then the day after my bullpen. So I, I'm in there with uh, Rob and Aaron every day. I mean, I bounce stuff off of both of them every time I work out. So. so are you, are you a big, uh, running the stairs guy? No, my, uh, my I wouldn't hips, either. I, I, I hate my, that. <laughs> my hips have limited me kind of on right. the, uh, the long distance running other than being on like an elliptical or something. I gotcha. All right. I got a question here. My, my son uh, texted me. He wants me to ask you. He said, uh, what has been, uh, your main focus on this, this off season movement or velocity or a Pacific pitch? So, I, I'm I'm starting to kind of dabble with the changeup a little bit. Ooh. I'm uh 
I would kind of say that's probably my my goal this offseason is if I can get a changeup to be consistent and just have just that off speed that goes that way. Mm-hmm. Like, just because the two seems there, but it's like I want something that's a little bit slower that's like that because, I mean, you got the cutter, you got the slider, you got the sinker. It's like I want something that's going to kind of give me that so I can kind of have all quadrants like right, that covered. Right. Now, does, uh, when you first pitched at GABP, did that ever – you know, the, the, the aura of GB, GABP being a fan box, you know, short, short porch and all that stuff. Has that ever uh, been an issue with you? I mean, I haven't noticed noticed it, but I mean, has it ever been an issue with you as far as pitching there? No, I mean, I've, I'm a I'm a ground ball guy. I've always kind of right. known that I've gotten gr- a lot of ground balls and I try to force double plays whenever if I walk a guy or a guy gets a single with an out. Like I've always kind of tried to force that uh, double play ball, but I mean – I, w- I would say no. I mean, it, it didn't really – it never really kind of came to my mind until there, I've heard guys talk about, like, hey, it's like a, it's a hitter's park. And I was like – great. And then, of course, and then, of course, at the end of my rookie season, I gave up an 87-mile-an-hour home run to right field, and I was like, <laughs> great America for you. 87? That's where you're going, you got to be kidding me. <laughs> like, yeah. What the heck? So if you give up one one uh, this year, you can blame me. Like, damn it, Strawberry Ice brought it up, and now he's going to freaking happen. Blame him. <laughs> See, the nice thing is with it being, you know, with with the ballpark being a little smaller and you being a ground ball pitcher, there's less gaps. So, you know, there's going to be fewer triples, fewer doubles because you know, the outfielders don't have that, you know, that huge course field like out, you know, spacious outfield to have to run around. And so that's for someone who's, you know, rolls up a lot of ground balls. That's that's a hell of a lot more beneficial. Yeah. Just don't hang anything. <laughs> yeah. Trust me. There's been some sliders when I've thrown them. I'm like, oh, crap. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> That's gotta be the worst thing. You're, you're throwing is like you want a string going. Come back here. Yeah, those are the ones you. Those are the ones you throw, and you're like, don't swing, don't swing, don't swing. <laughs> like, oh crap! Guess fastball. Guess fastball. Guess fastball. <laughs> exactly. I got a question from Holmes. Um, is there a specific team that you have a little extra uh, to pitch against? Like you know, get a little little oomph, little little team you guys got. You know, like uh, like the Brewers or Cubs or. <laughs> I mean, I I I feel like I kind of go out there with the same intensity every time. You know, I mean, I each each game I'm going out and I'm trying to dominate and I'm trying to win that game and right. go as long as I can. So I mean, I I can't really say it's just one specific team, especially because you know it's just like guys bounce around from team to team. So yeah. it's like I I I like to have. I feel like there's some guys out there to where it's kind of like. I kind of get a good little competition against them to where it's like, all right, like I know what you can do. I'm going to show you what I can do. There you go. There you go. Greg, what you got, man? Uh, so, uh, uh, Graham, uh, in the city of Cincinnati, do you have a favorite restaurant spot you like in the city of Cincinnati at all? I would have to say Soto is probably my favorite. Ooh, me me and my wife like to go out and eat at Soto a good bit. Yeah, well, so-, uh, so, Graham, there's one place. These two know what I'm going to say. <laughs> Midwest Best Barbecue. Are you a big fan of chicken wings at all? Love them. You go to Midwest Best Barbecue. I've taken so many people there. The owners, Tim and Accord, are so awesome. He's been there. He he's had it before. You definitely need to check that place out. Yeah. So if you, if you if you ever had had Grippo potato chips here, the barbecue potato chips, have you ever had those? Oh yeah. I actually right. I've 
I feel like I've had them before, but when I, uh, one of my buddies that I hunt with, he's from uh, Covington. Okay. And I go okay. up and deer hunt at his place and h- him and his dad made sure that they brought out a bag of them uh, when I came up there to deer hunt this past well, they, year. They, they got group of wings there yeah. at that Midwest. Oh, yeah. I bet, oh those dude. Are, I bet those are really good. Dude, dude. dude they're legit. They're, they're my favorite. I like, I'll, I'll, I'll kill those anytime. I'll, I'll love them. So uh, what, what's your what's your off season like? Uh, you know, you, you talk about hunting and stuff. You do that a lot. Are you just chilling out? What, what what are you doing in, in the off season? Yeah, I I mean, spend time with the wife as much as I can, of course, just because it's such a short off season for us right. to be able to do, do stuff. And but I mean, in my free time, I I like I enjoy going duck hunting and deer hunting, and I try to mix in as many hunting trips as I can, just because it's that's like that's my outlet. I mean, right. that's. It's where I go and I feel most at peace being out in the woods or out in the water. And so that that's what I like to enjoy. So I, I asked you this off air, you can, you can answer here, but are you more of a bow hunter or a, a rifle? More more of a bow hunter. I, I, I enjoy the uh, in the art of bow hunting. To me, it's, it's, it's like pitching. You got to be precise with your shot. You can't right. just go out there and sling a bullet at 200 yards. You got to, you got to get them within that certain range to make sure that you can put a good shot on them. Yeah, see, I, like I said, I told you, I, I got too much ADD. I, I don't think I could sit in a tree stand long enough to watch. To, I, I think it'd be cool. Or I'd be too excited, like, oh, there's a deer. And I'm like, shut up. Like, oh, sorry. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> I messed up again. I got a question here from Joey Carr. He said, uh, what are you looking forward to most in the 2024 season? I would, I honestly would say just getting back out there and being with the team and being healthy. I mean, that's that's the biggest thing, you know, I mean, some of the some of the best times is just getting to be with the guys and because you become so close with them especially this last year we we did a lot of uh we, we spent a lot of time hanging out together and things like that so it's just like getting to be back with the guys and being at the stadium and getting it's, a, it's like a family reunion right like all, the, the family's coming back together right like hey, oh yeah up? I haven't seen oh, like, yeah. cousins in a while or something like that. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, because you got to think like we we spend more time with each other than we do oh, yeah. with our families. Oh yeah. So like they we we are each other's family. So it's just it it makes it it makes it nice to get back and get to spend time with the fellas. Yeah. So, so as your wife uh, in the off season, you walk around the house and she go, "What what are you doing here?" <laughs> oh, the first about the first week week and a half. It, it, she's like, I got to get used to you being back in the bed and eating my food and drinking my coffee. Go away. <laughs> like, who is this stealing all the covers? Oh, it's Graham. Yeah. He's back. <laughs> all right, Graham, you've been out for 30 minutes. You say you give me, give me 30 minutes. I appreciate you coming on. Unless you want to hang out for a little while, Laura, do you have to go? Oh no, I got plenty of time. I, All right, I cool. Know, I got cool, nothing cool, going cool, on. Cool. We we had we awesome. had a late lunch, so I'm not making dinner probably for another hour. There you go. There yeah. you go. All right, so so I got a, I got a question for you for the for the deer hunting, and I this is one. I, like I said, I don't hunt, but I love deer jerky. Like, so do you process your your own stuff? Do you make deer jerky, or do you send it out to somebody? I I normally take it to a processor now, but if I'm getting jerky, I, I'll I'll ask them to like keep the court like the hind quarters and do like roast cut so that way right. you have a big chunk of meat right right or or i'll just or if they cut jerky just because it kind of saves time i'll have yeah. them, i'll have them cut it up <laughs> for me that's out so i i got a suggestion for you if you get the, the jerky order the grippo seasoning and have that have that put that in there and dude deer jerky with grippo seasoning oh i not, like i love grippos i can put on, on almost anything but i'm telling you trust me you have Grippo's deer uh, deer jerky. Oh, it's freaking well, delicious. Well, so 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 one way we make it. Have you ever heard of Dell's steak sauce? 
or steak marinade. Greg, have it's you? Pro- you're the food connoisseur. It's it's pro. I think it's I think it's a southern thing. I don't think I don't think it's very much up north, but it's so it's it's kind of, it's a it's like a salt based marinade, but uh-huh. it's 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 really good. We always soak it in that, and then we'll put like a dry rub on top Ooh. of it. So I think I might have to I might have to do that the next time I get some uh, some jerky. I need to okay. I need to get some because I I would like to smoke some wings on my Traeger and oh yeah Dude, put that dry rub on there. You're making I'm a big I'm home. a big I'm I'm a big cook. I like I like to grill. I like to cook. So 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 what what was your address again? I'll start driving down. <laughs> yeah, let's go to Graham's place. Exactly, exactly. Tennessee's a big place. I mean, we need. Yeah. I mean, just just tell me, you know, Chattanooga, Nashville, you know, or, or Nash. Just give, give me a region, and, and I'll follow my nose from there. Exactly. I do got a question. So, uh, you grew up in Alabama and Huntsville. Were the Braves your team growing up? Yeah, I was. I was a big Braves fan, big Chipper Jones fan. I grew. And- I grew up. My dad would always take me and my brothers. We'd either go to Six Flags or go to the water park and then go to a Braves game. So and sorry to hear was- that. No, just, I'm sorry. <laughs> you're such a scorned child. Um, so, I mean, you're, you're a power pitcher. So, being a Braves fan, so was Greg Smoltz kind of the guy you kind of at least looked up to into a certain point? Or, I mean, who, 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 was, who would, was your guy that you kind of wanted to you, you say- wanted to be? I would say pitching wise, I kind of looked up to Craig Kimbrell just because I, and there's more reasons than one, just because he played with Braves. He's from Huntsville. My brother okay. played against him in high school. And so I, I had, I had connections to him. And like I, when I, every now and then when, when there's something going on back in Huntsville with a family friend of ours, he'll go to it and I'll end up going and we'll, we'll meet up and talk. And every time I play against him, we always make time to catch up and all that. But I would say pitching wise, it was definitely Craig. But then, I mean, my my favorite player growing up was Chipper. I mean, he was he so you, was a baseball player, and he was he's a hunter. So it was just like it kind of it fit in with me. I related to him. <laughs> he's he's hilarious. Just hearing him on, you know, uh, spare every you know every again, I'll hear one of the broadcasts, and he's just a funny funny dude. Yeah, I just couldn't stand him as a baseball player because he kicked our ass all the time. Yeah, <laughs> he, he, he kicked everybody's ass, man. I mean, he's one of the best switch hitters of all time. Yeah, yeah that's what happens when you hit three hundred from both yeah. sides of the plate. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, were, were you? How were you as a hitter? I mean, obviously, you know, you came up, you know, after the DH has been in both sides. So, were you a decent hitter coming up in high school, or were you always just a, uh, always just a pitcher? At what position? No, did you I. Play? I, I hit I hit in high school. I, okay. I had I had a good bit of pop, but I was a corner infielder. And every now and then I played the corner outfield, but more it was more third base and first base. Uh, let's see here. I'll get this comment from from Holmes here. It said uh, I'm a Cardinals fan. I grew up close to St. Louis. <clears throat> Excuse me, close to St. Louis. But last season I was watching the Reds game. Uh, then the more than the Cardinals game. Simply put, you guys were way more exciting to watch. Which, hey, I always call the Cardinals the Tweety Birds. And anytime we can get anybody to stop watching them. That's fine with me. I'm I'm, I'm good with that because I, I I I I hate them. I don't like the Cardinals. <laughs> Not too that beats us too many times. All right, Andrew here. Graham, love the way you play. Looking forward to seeing you back uh, out there next year, helping this team and make a postseason run. Now that's the thing. All us fans here, we're, that's our mindset. You know, we're like, go get us. You know, we got we we signed signed. Uh, J- uh, say his name, J- Jammer. Who would just sign Joe? Candelario. Yeah, Can- Candelario. I yeah. can't. I don't know why I can't get his name in my head. We just signed him. Signed a couple uh, starting pitchers. They may add, uh, or not, sorry, a starting pitcher and a relief pitcher. They may add, add another starting pitcher. But this fan base here is getting jacked up. We're getting ready, you know, for, for hopefully a playoff run this year and stuff. 
And I'm, I'm, is that your guys' mindset, or do you even do you even think like that this far out from the season starting? I mean, it's it's hard to think that far into the season, but I mean, the best way that I could I can put it is we felt like we have unfinished business, right? And that's that's our goal is to show what we can do, and I mean, that's that's really the only way I can put it because you know we can sit here and say like we're going to make it to the postseason, we, we're going to make it to the World Series, we're going right. to win the World Series, but it's at the same time, it's like, you can't really, I mean, y'all know you can't say those things. Cause then if you say it right and you don't back it up, then yep. it's like, well, Oh, well you said this and you said right. this, but y'all didn't do it. But it's just, I mean, we're just going to go out there. We're going to take it game by game. I mean, it's, that's all you can do. Go out there. If you can, if you can, this is what one of the, I've heard a vet say, if you can go out there and win 85 games a year, you'll make it to the postseason. Hey, and that's, I'm, I'm that's what you that. have to do. Yeah, I want to get this up from Andrew here. Now, I, this was one of my favorite moments in the, uh, of, of the season. Graham doing the Soto shuffle after striking him out was one of my favorites. <laughs> what what? Did, that, did, did you have that planned out, or it was just a, 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 you know in the moment thing? Uh, it was it was a mix of both. I mean, I I kind of had a plan to do it, but it was just one of those things. Like I had to make sure, like it was like I, I didn't want it to be like chase on a slider i wanted it to be like i'm gonna blow a heater by you and let you know like (laughs) i got you (laughs) (laughs) that is awesome greg what you got man uh so i I gotta ask you graham do you follow uh football at all nfl football i'm gonna be honest and i i i grew up in the college football area being in alabama but also like and my wife hates that I don't really watch football just because I always say people say well fall season's football season well I say fall season's hunting season there you go go. I'm going to ask you my question is do you follow the Bengals at all do you follow Joe Burrow or what they're doing now with Jake Browning as a quarterback or I I mean my wife keeps up with it more than I do I mean I'll keep up with like with some like when Joe Burrow got hurt like of course I I knew that the day it happened and like I keep up with those things, but I mean, really much of like the games, like no. I mean, I, I, I just like I said, like on the weekends, mm-hmm. I'm going to Arkansas to go duck hunting, or I'm going deer hunting right. somewhere. Right. Like I, I'm not really staying in front of the TV. No. So I, I, I want to roll back to to you're coming up through the minor leagues again. Um, what was rookie ball like? I mean, coming from college and going to that, was it a was it a big drop off going? wow, this is the, the majors and I'm riding a bus. And <laughs> what was that like? So I was in, uh, God, you know, it's bad. I can't even remember the league I was playing in, but I was, I was, in. I, I got it written down. Where's the hole? I can look it up. <laughs> the Appalachian league with Greenville. The, yeah. The, it's not the, the you were, were oh, no, that's where rookie ball down. I, I didn't write down where you're at. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. I was, I, well, I was in, I was in Greenville, Tennessee and, I mean, a lot of those towns, it was just kind of like a, it was, it was a, like a smaller, like country field town. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, the hotel that we stayed at was a little, uh, little sketchy, questionable at times, not sketchy. It wasn't sketchy. Okay. It was just like, I, our bathroom that me and my, my roommate shared the shower constantly dripped scalding hot water. <laughs> And so if you closed the bathroom door, you would walk in there. Everything would be soaking wet, the toilet paper, the seat, the ground. So if you walked in there barefoot, 
and that door was closed, you were your feet were about to come out from underneath. <laughs> but but I mean, other than that, uh, and then one game we had a thunderstorm come through when we were playing the Bristol Pirates, and the left field foul pole, the wind was blowing so hard it literally knocked. Game over. <laughs> but other but other than that i mean it was it was a great time you know like getting to getting to play a bunch of the other guys that came up and especially the guys that come up in my draft class like it was it was a fun time you know it's 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 like they say like you're you work you you start here to get here right right and it it i you can't really you don't get to experience it like the way it's supposed to be experienced unless you are starting here right and you end up here so so what what was uh, uh Dayton and, and Louisville like? Because both both of them actually have pretty good uh, minor league uh, ballparks and pre- a pretty good fan base for you know especially up in Dayton. That that's a pretty big one. There. What, what was it like playing at those two places? Oh, I mean, I I enjoyed it. I mean, playing at Dayton, Louisville, Chattanooga. I mean, it was all it was all great. The fans were great. I mean, you can't really go wrong with Dayton. I mean, the everybody's the stadiums always jam packed. I mean, it was. Now it, it was cold. That <laughs> it's cold getting up there because I mean we luckily this year when we started up in uh right. in Cincy it really I mean it, it was kind of a mild Hell like a man. mild at the beginning of the season it wasn't super yeah. cold right. but when we were playing in uh, high a like our first game out in Michigan it was snowing like Ooh. it was it was it was cold. How do you grip the baseball? <laughs> <laughs> Like you, you just you just you just grab it and go and hope it goes where you want it to. <laughs> like, dear God, dear sweet baby, please let this go straight. <laughs> hey, yeah. hey Graham, uh, was there a former Red that you got to meet that was really cool? Being was like, was there a, was there like you know a famous former Red that was that you got to meet that was really cool? So, uh, I, I mean, you get to meet a lot of them just with like you, you got. Yeah. Eric Davis, who's still in the organization, mm-hmm. Lenny Harris. Mm-hmm. You got I get to be around Jeff Brantley at the stadium. Like Is I, mean, there? Is I, there? I could I could go on and on <laughs> about all the guys. And I, I would say probably like my favorite part is just hearing the stories that those guys have. Like that mm-hmm. just the just the whole trials and tribulations that they went through of what the game what the game was to what it is now and it's it's awesome to get to hear some of those stories that those guys say, and some of them are really funny, and some of them you're like, I'm glad I'm not playing back then. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn, I do that. <laughs> I, I I believe that. So, I, have you gotten to meet uh, Chipper Jones yet? Since he was your favorite player growing up, have you got to meet him yet? No, I would I would love to. I mean, I. Well, you know he watches this podcast, so I mean, you know, Chipper, you know, reach out to me, I'll get, I'll get Grandma. Come on, Larry. Yeah, come on, Larry. Yeah, that would, I, that would. He's, he's one of my, he's one of the guys on my list where it's like if I ever get an opportunity to meet him, I don't think I'd ever pass that one up. There you go. Uh, so, let's see here. Oh, good, 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 Joe. Good. I was saying, uh, let me ask you. So, I, I coach my son's baseball team. They're uh, 14, 15 year old, you know, freshman eight ish in high school. What age? And, and this is more kind of when did you start throwing breaking balls? I, I know doctors, you know, they, you, you hear these sports um, uh, orthopedists to say, you know, don't sport, you know, you recommend just sticking with fastballs and changeups until you get, you know, like maybe high school senior. When do you start throwing breaking balls? I know you just, I know you throw a slider, but. I mean, it, it kind of depends. Cause you know, there's, there's different ways. Like you can throw, like some kids' hands aren't big enough. Like what my dad, because my dad coached me going all the way 
through travel ball and all that. So, I mean, we didn't start really spinning stuff until I would say I was like 13 years old. And that was when we kind of like started mixing in like, uh, like a curveball type. But I, I see a lot of kids like, cause I, I gave lessons when I was in the minor leagues. And so you see a lot of kids starting to do like throw sliders and stuff. And they're like, nine, 10, 11 yeah. years old. And I'm I like, yeah. I, I'm like, why, why are you, why are you doing that? I'm like, do you know, like the amount of pressure you're putting on your arm? I'm like, y'all like you, like you need to work on locating this and then having that. And then, I mean, there's also, I mean, I don't know if y'all, if they still throw this or anything, but the knuck like a knuckle curve yeah. where you just throw it like a fastball <laughs> instead of like actually spinning it. Cause that's, I know what you're talking about. Me. I never can do yeah, it. Yeah. I just like the spike the, you spike <laughs> yeah. your index like, finger yeah, on like, it. Like okay. A spike, like a spike knuckle, yep. like yeah. a spike knuckle curve and you just throw it like a fastball. Like that's, that's as far as he would let me go. Like anytime I wanted to try to like start mixing in something like this, he, he would be like, you smack me around and be like, no, you're going to hurt your arm. Like, stop. <laughs> I, I tell these kids, I tell them my pitch, and we're not high level. I mean, these kids are, you know, they're, they're only like, they might play on their high school teams. Like, we're not travel ball or anything. But so Joe it's not like, it very seriously. He's one of those guys that yells at him all the time. Oh, just because I because I, I can only yell at my kids so much. So I've got, if I've got 13 <laughs> got kids to yell aggression. at, it's a hell of an outlet. No, um, like, so, so they're not throwing, you know, they're, they're not pitching 250 innings or being abused or anything, but I don't. I never call that. You know, I never call for them to throw a breaking ball. I'm like, if you're gonna throw one, you're gonna throw one. But I'm not gonna teach you a grip. I'm not gonna show you. You know, I'm not gonna show you a grip. I'm not gonna call you one. But um, I, it's still all about throwing a fastball, learning different grips on your fastball, and then learning how to locate a changeup. Like if you can throw a fastball on a changeup, and if you can spot a changeup. I, you can get by until, I mean, there have been how many pitchers that have been able to get by through the majors, been dominant in the majors, throwing nothing but fastball and change. And Mario Soto is one of the greatest pitchers in Reds history. He also had one I, of the best circle changes. In, in right, exactly. Yeah. Just just threw a fastball and, and had a change. Of it. And these kids all just want to throw, you know. And part of it is maybe just the whole analytical side, and you hear about the spin rate, and you see, you know. Uh, and, and and I'm a huge fan of going to Baseball Savant or going to uh, Fangraphs. And looking at you know the, uh, how much movement and everything, and, and these kids are doing the same thing. But like, you don't need to throw a slider that it's absolutely going from you know go, going from, uh, back foot slider that's starting on the other side of the strike zone to or you know the other side of the plate to hit somebody in the back foot. It's, it's learn how to throw pitches, learn how to spot them, and if you need to, when you get old enough and you're done growing, and, and it's just trying to impress upon these kids like you're gonna hurt your arm like. You're gonna have arm issues when you're 40 years old trying to throw a ball with your own kid just because you're trying to throw too many damn curveballs, you know, as a kid. And it's just, it, it's nice to hear that like your dad seemed to have a you know decent like head about it. Like like listen, no, like wait until you're older, wait until your arms and joints and everything and, and soft tissue and everything have uh, have matured and stopped growing. Yeah, I mean, because when you get down to it, like I like I would always say if a kid was wanting to throw like a curveball or something, I'm like, all right. Throw five fastballs. Don't let me move my mitt, and then we can go to off speed. Yeah. And I guarantee you, they're not getting past two. Right. <laughs> I mean, if 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 they can, if kids can stop trying to do what the big leaguers are doing, because that's yeah. like, and I and I I understand that. We all understand that. Like they, and I mean everybody knows it. They all look up to these to us, and they want to be like us, and so they think, well, if we want to be like them, we got to start doing things that they're doing. Right. Right. Well, the thing is, is they that. Uh, 
I mean, a lot of the parents have to understand is for one, your kid's not getting drafted out of little <laughs> league. <laughs> and two, you're, they're not, they're not developed enough. They're not strong enough. They're not where they need to be. I mean, let, let these Jack kids learn, let these kids learn how to play catch and throw every time to where it's going to hit right here in the chest, or you're going to be down there catching your son's bullpen and they're going to throw, he's going to throw 20 out of 35, 40 pitches in a bullpen in the strike zone uh-huh. to where he's at least going to be 50% in the, in the zone. Like, right. Let them do that because that's going to benefit them more in the long run. Because if they can go out there and throw strikes, that's what's going to get. That's how you get outs is getting thrown strikes. I mean, you go back exactly. and look at my rookie season. Majority of those games, I had the highest fastball percentage in in the league. Yep. But yeah, but they're, they're my, in the zone too. Was, yeah, but that was because like my slider wasn't really developed where it needed to be. Did I have a good, uh, a decently good slider when I first got caught up? Yeah. But did my slider take a big jump the next year after I actually worked on it and developed it a lot more? A hundred percent. But that's also because I got to where I was by small steps. Like these kids don't need to be taking these giant leaps and learning these other pitches when they can't even throw strikes yet. It's also about building their arm strength up too, right, Graham? I mean, because you got to be able to to put some velocity on it. So it's not, it's location and and uh, velocity. So if you, you want to get that, I think, build up first before you start putting movement on the ball. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Because if you're if you're not going out there and your arm's not able to take the toll of mm-hmm. just long toss, your right. arm's not going to be ready to go out yeah. there and take a toll of max effort twenty pitch pin. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. All right, let's get some of the questions here in the uh, chat here. Uh, Paul here says, "How hard was it to go from rookie ball to the majors?" Which that wasn't one big jump. <laughs> <laughs> that would that would, I would have liked to see somebody try to do that rookie ball straight up, but. Just, just I guess the evolution of it. Yeah, I mean, I, I would, I would say the biggest difference was is like you have, you have to be in the zone. Like, in when you're in rookie ball, it's like, it's like throwing to high schoolers almost. Like guys are swinging at everything. You can miss the zone by a foot, and guys would still swing. Now, does that still happen nowadays? Yes, but that's just because pitches are a lot, a lot nastier now. But when you're like when you're pitching to guys in rookie ball, you can get away with throwing three balls out of the zone that they swing at in the big leagues, you throw one ball out of the zone and they swing at, I guarantee you the odds are they're not swinging at it the next time. Right. Right. Cause they, cause it's just because, I mean, I mean, for one umpires are better Two hitters are a lot better. They're a lot more knowledgeable. They can go back into the dugout after an at bat and they can see like, okay, like that wasn't where I needed to be chasing. I need to change my zone up to where I need to be looking here instead of here. And so, I mean, just it, it's just the evolution of the of it has is just completely different from rookie ball to the bigs. Uh, Crip Keeper's got a question here, and this ain't just a Southern thing. I love these, but uh, Grandma, also being a fellow Southern man, are you a boiled peanut fan? I am. I love boiled peanuts. Yeah. I, I'm I I'm gonna be honest. I haven't had boiled peanuts since I was probably twelve, and I wasn't a huge fan of them really? back then. Oh, dude, they're good. But I I just. There's there's not many places where I'm at over here in Tennessee that has them. I mean, I I wouldn't be opposed to trying them again just because I I mean you can't say no after just one time. Right, but. right, exactly. All right, Keith's got a, a question. It says, uh, "What what goes through your head when you're the seventh or eighth inning and two hit shutout and Bell comes out to yank you?" <laughs> Get your ass back in the, in the dugout. I'm about to say, I think y'all can answer that one. 
looking up like, what are you doing out here? Sometimes us fans are going, David, go back. What are you doing? <laughs> you don't need to go to the bullpen in the first inning. Calm down. <laughs> what do you got, Greg? Um, so, Graham, what was your take on the whole Viking helmet and the costume? Like, how did that all come about? I mean, the, the, it just made national news on baseball. That was just – it was just so awesome. How did that all come about? Uh, so, Luis Sessa was actually the one that kind of uh, brought that to life. He, uh, he, he saw Fraley, and he was like, you look like a Viking. <laughs> and, and then next thing you know, he got – he had like the full on metal helmet, but we were like, we can't use that in the dugout because if somebody puts that on somebody's head too hard and right. like misses, we're gonna knock, knock them out. And so, we, so one of the guys went and got uh, just the the costume one, and I mean, I I enjoy it. I mean, it's it's fun to oh, sit yeah. there and like guys hit a home run, and that's like waiting at the end of the dugout for them to walk down the whole line. Like it's. It's it's just that it's you got to pick the little things out that's kind of brings joy within the game and like that right. that's just the thing because even even if you have a a crappy game and we're getting blown out and somebody hits a home run like you still do it just because it brings that little joy back into the game. Absolutely. So so what what is David? I mean, a lot of us fans get frustrated with David Bell and the way he mixes the matches and all that stuff. But but I heard he's a, a great players coach. So I mean, what does he like to play for? I, I love DB to death. I will go to war with that guy or for that guy, especially anytime, anywhere, any place. I mean, I I have learned a lot from him just about the game. And, I mean, he, I feel like one thing a lot of people don't understand or pay attention to is there's certain situations when things call for certain matchups. Like, does it – well, it might not make sense if somebody's gone – two for three on the day with a home run, but the guy, it's a left-handed bat who can't hit lefties and a lefty reliever comes in. Well, you can't just waste that a bat away, especially if it's a one run ball game or a tied ball game. Like those, those type of decisions had to be made. And I know, I know for fans, it's super frustrating, but it's, it's just part, it's just part of it. Exactly. Exactly. Now um, the, the other thing we had the Viking helmet. So did the, the cape and the when did the, I don't remember the bat that 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 came later on, didn't it? Because I think you had the cape and the helmet. The, then all of a sudden I started seeing the bat, and that it's not a bat. It, it's kind of a it almost looked like a big long piece Balance. of sausage. <laughs> you know, flip over. Like, it's kind of interesting. Like how did how did that that come into to play? Uh, I I'm gonna be honest. We have no idea where it came from, but it was it was a weighted training bat. It literally it, this thing was so old it had like two pounds of lead in it from guys <laughs> smashing it on the ground after home runs. It literally started like breaking, like tearing away at the end. And then it finally like broke off. And I mean, I kid you not, it was a piece of lead that was probably, I would say it's about as thick as a water bottle. And it oh, was, geez. it was, it was probably like a good, like six, seven inches of lead. And I saw that and I was like, somebody started touching. I said, go wash your hands. I was like, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! So let, let let me ask you, and, and I'm wearing like the uh, it's not the uh, City Connect hat, but I mean it's uh, out of the City Connect collection. What what are your opinions? I mean, obviously the team is the Reds, and they come out with these all black with black 
lettering with the you know with the, with the red trim what was yours and then like kind of maybe the team at large uh, opinion of, of the uh, city connects that were brought out this year i mean as the fans i mean by and large we seem to eat them up and i i love it i've got a uh you know i got a jersey got the hat and everything but what was you know your thoughts of them and what and, and how did the team take to them oh i mean i me personally i loved it just because it, it changes it up it just it it was like whenever they brought back the old school, the throwbacks that one year. Yeah. What was that in 20, 2019. Yeah, twenty nineteen. When they brought back the throwbacks, it just like it just brings that different look. And I just think like you know having that black uni, like it, the all black. I just think it looks slick. I mean, I I think I I mean, it makes pardon my French. Man, it makes it just makes points. us look badass. Uh, we're, yeah. yeah. Totally. Like, the the interesting thing too, I think, is the batting helmets is. I noticed. I, I thought I, I thought I was like this, but I didn't notice until I went to Reds. Or I couldn't confirm until I was Reds Fest. The C sticks out, so mm-hmm. that sticks out far. I don't think the the regular uh, red ones do that. Do they? they don't stick out as far. At least anyway. They, well, they look, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's just the sticker that they use. I and I honestly I can't even remember like the normal helmets. If it does stick out, it might stick out a little bit. It's just not as much like, because it's yeah. it's yeah. like the white embroidering kind of has like the out out go like the out like lip on it and then it right. kind of goes back in but uh the the other ones i think just because that that red with the black outline of it like it all just like protrudes out a little bit more right, so it just right. looks like it all yeah. sticks out a little bit further yeah right, and then, i was saying it, it just weren't like all black uniforms i'm i'm, I'm a uc bearcat fan the, they were known yeah exactly yeah uh like the uh early 2000s like the late 90s early 2000s they had these back all black, black baby right all black uh br- uh they were the first team Jordan, uh, you know, one of the first Jordan sponsored teams, all black jerseys and, and games were won with them just walking into the gym because they just looked more badass than anybody else. And again, even though it's summer and you're wearing and it's 95 degrees in July with 80 percent humidity walking out on a Friday night wearing all black, it's it feels like you've got the game 66 percent won before you even throw uh, throw the first pitch. Yeah. Well, and I will say one thing I'm super happy about because I'm a big sweater. But I'm so <laughs> glad it's only on night games that we yeah. wear that day. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. if I had a pitch in it during a day game, I, I would probably pass out on the mound. I, I would imagine half the team would be uh, would, would be on the deck with uh, on, on a Sunday afternoon game in, in July or August if, if you guys had to wear those. Good Lord. Yeah, exactly, oh, yeah. exactly. Graham, I appreciate you been on for almost an hour. Well, I got one, one quick question I want to ask before I let you go. How how cool was Reds Fest? Because I, I think it's a unique thing. That I think other teams are starting to do it, but I'm pretty sure since I was the first one to do it. But how how cool is that experience for you? I mean, it's awesome for us as fans. No, I mean, me personally, I enjoy the heck out of it because I feel like it's one of the best ways for us to give back to the fans because, you know, there's a lot of times where we don't have the time in season. And I like I'm always one of the guys I like to go down the line every time I'm not playing and sign autographs and take pictures with fans. And but there's those times during the game where I have people like yelling at me when I'm going out to go warm up. But it's just like I like by the time I step onto that field, like it's business, like I, right. I'm going to work. Yep. And so I feel like that's one of the best ways for us to kind of give back to the community and show like, hey, like we care, like we want to come take time out of our off season and spend it, spend these two two days with y'all and get to meet y'all and do things like that. One more question. How badass is it going to be coming back next year to Reds Fest and having the uh, uh, the World Series trophy 
yes. to show off for all of yes. us. Yes, yes. It's one. That'll, it's one thing to have the big ass parade. Yeah, it's one thing to have the big ass parade at Enden Fountain Square, but having Reds Fest, especially right before they shut down the convention center for two years to renovate, closing it out, having the World Series trophy. That's what I'm looking forward to next year. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Awesome. Graham, hey, like I said, I, I like Red Spence because I was able to get you on the show. So, dude, I appreciate you. This has been so awesome. I would love to get you back on again before the season started, if we can. If we can't, I understand. But, again, I appreciate you coming on. Is there any charities or anything you got going you want, you want to promote before I let you go? Uh, as of right now, me and my buddy that I, I hunt with, we're, we're starting to try to talk and – looking into uh doing more of like donating deer for the hungry and so that's that's something that we want to start trying to once i get it set up i I can send you some links and all that for it but just just to make it known out there for the hunters that they don't have to go out just to fill their freezer and be done for the year they can always go out and purchase an extra doe tag and go out and kill a doe and take it and donate it to people that need it because there's a lot of other people that need help in this world too so Absolutely. That's awesome. When you ever get that set up, you got my email, just shoot me an email. And if you want to come on and talk about it or whatever, let me, let me know. But Graham, like I said, I appreciate you. Good, good, good luck on the season. I can't wait to, to watch it. I'm probably getting season tickets this year for the weekends. So I'll be having the uh, red uh, or the black jersey on and I'll scream at you, but you know, you won't be able to hear me. <laughs> You'll be like, Hey, hey, get that guy out of stands. He, he's my stalker. Get, get, you know, get <laughs> anyway, get, Graham, appreciate you, brother. Thank uh, you. For- appreciate y'all. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thanks, Graham. All right, guys. That was pretty cool. Awesome. Incredibly cool. That was so cool. Yeah. I, mean, dude, he's, I knew he's a hunter. I mean, I knew he's a hunter. As soon as he, as soon as he, got, he got on the phone, I saw the deer heads behind him. I'm like, oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he, he's into that. So that was, that was cool. You, you know I'm clipping the part where he's talking about the kids, you know, only throwing fastball, you know, like locating fastballs and changing. showing to each and every one of my kids that, 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 that want to pitch. Like, listen, mm-hmm. Major League Pitcher, the switch down. You start spotting everything. Okay, then we'll talk. But until that, shelve it. Exactly. Like, don't listen to me. He actually pitches in the major leagues, right. and he said that. Exactly. There you go. I'm old, and I have a really bulky elbow, so I don't even want to hear about you guys. You know, you guys are going to end up in the same spot, so stop it. <laughs> you should call Joe trying to trying to relieve his his younger years of, of pitching when we're down at, the, at Reds Fest. Was, I, fifty fifty seven. Speedy ass miles an hour, and my elbow was tingling. Was Thankfully, okay. Jeff got video ev- evidence oh. of it too. Oh, yeah, I tweeted it out. Uh, of course, I did. <laughs> oh my god! And I appreciate you guys coming on, Joe. Go ahead, and plug some stuff before I let you get out of here. Uh, Riverfrontcency.com. We've got all kinds of uh, college stuff going on. When we've got UC Xavier, Miami uh, beat reporters. Obviously, I host the Bengals show. Uh, we've got the Riverfront Reds show every. Uh, every Friday morning, this Sunday, all you guys that are watching, I'm not going to conflict with anything. But Jeff's here. Uh, if if you guys don't watch Late Night Reds again, it's it, it's on our uh, it's on the uh, Riverfront's YouTube channel. We are doing a Christmas song draft. We're it's uh, Tim Daniel hosts. It's live every 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 Sunday night at nine o'clock. There's going to be six of us. We're drafting our favorite Christmas songs. It's going to be fantastic. Watch me kick everyone's ass because I'm not picking terrible, awful songs like Last Christmas or Wonderful Christmas Time by uh, by Paul McCartney. But well, we're, we're, quick question before you go. Is uh, Die Hard a Christmas movie? No, it came out in the summer. Damn it. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. It's a Wonderful Life isn't a Christmas movie because that came out in the summer. Summer Christmas is just the setting, not the. It has nothing to do with the plot of the movie. 
Joe, you passed the test, Joe. That's all I can. It's the east side. It's the east side. Sean is going to kick him off. I'm tired of him already. Who invited him on the show? Hey, hey, hey. We can't help it if you hire smart people, Joe. I didn't hire anybody. Oh, shit. All right, Greg. Hey, what do you got? You got Brewers, you got Rally. What do you got going on? Okay, let's see if I can get this straightened out here. We we did do Rally last night. It was a good show. It was just me and Santori. We covered a lot. Reds, Bengals. Uh, tomorrow, we do have Brews at 3.30. Awesome, awesome. Well, appreciate you, man. I will see you Saturday. Hell uh, yeah. Yep, we're going to be tailgating down there in lot one. Uh, you got the, the beer. You, it's gonna be you and Chop and, and me, right? I think it's uh, that orange arrow. I think will be coming. Yeah, you know, like I said, this Saturday game, I'm happy as heck for it, but I know it threw a lot of people off and all. I that. gotta work. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be up from one o'clock in the morning. All the oh my gosh! You know, Jeff. Out of all the excuses I've heard, I mean, I thought <laughs> I'm gonna you were, be there. Still okay. gonna be there. You're a true fan. You. I mean, it's not like I'm giving. I'm not going because I got a Christmas business, uh, you know, company Christmas party or something, and I chose to go to that instead of a Bengals game. You know, I'm working and then I'm still going. So, you know, I'm just saying, I don't know. I don't know who would do that. Hey, hey, no, I'm, I'm going. To, I'm just kidding. You know, you know, some, you know, but I understand how some people can't. But hey, hey, yeah. we'll be there and l- 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 let's keep the place rocking. Hell yeah! Drink one more beer and go in rowdy as hey. hell. You gotta listen to Zach, buddy. We gotta do what Zach says. He told us to. I mean, he told us to, man. That's what we gotta hear. You gotta listen to the coach. All right, brother. Who day? Take care, buddy. Who day? All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. That was awesome. Uh, Graham is a freaking awesome dude. Hopefully, I can get him back on again sometime. Obviously, I know when the season starts. That's not gonna happen, but either way, that was great. I want to uh, shout out thanks to everybody uh, on Facebook there who has been watching. Shout out to everybody on ZTV. Like I said, uh, go there, go subscribe to ZTV. We got a lot of cool stuff coming on. Uh, you can actually, like I said, you can donate to my show if you want to. There, it's a, a new donation thing on ZTV. Also, uh, this or excuse me, next Friday, uh, be December twenty uh, second. Me and uh, that guy I just kicked off the show, Joe. He's gonna be uh, co-hosting with me. We'll be at live at Brink Brewery. We'll be giving away uh, clothes from uh, Common Threads and tickets to the Bengals-Browns game. So uh, you can sign up at Brick Brewery, uh, a whole bunch of other places, too. Uh, they're all listed on ZTV's website. So go to ZTV Online and, or ZTV Cincinnati or ZTV Online, one of the two. Go there, check it out. All, all the uh, restaurants and everything are listed on there. You can also go to Brink uh, and sign up there. Uh, but the easiest thing is go to ZTV, sign up there. And we'll be giving it away live on the air, just like we did two weeks ago. So, again, next Friday, a live show at Brink Brewery. All right, let me get to uh, my social media where you can follow me at. And I am on pretty much everything. I get my stuff there. I hit the wrong button. Uh, follow me on all my social media platforms, all under Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, X, uh, TikTok, and Threads. Twitter X is at Jeff A. Trenopole. TikTok is at Iceman90. Facebook and uh, Threads uh, and uh, Instagram, all under Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'll be pulling a sign off later on tonight, putting on the podcast on Beanpot, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Google, Stitcher Play, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Please make sure you rate, like, and review. And leave a comment and a, more, and a five-star review so more Cincinnati fans can find my podcast. One other thing, you go to ZTV. Oh, ZTV Online. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. ZTV Online is where you can go. Um, uh, one more thing on ZTV Online. They have the Z Radio show. You can actually hear uh, the old shows on there. 
So make sure you check that. So a lot of cool stuff going on at ZTV. We got like, like I keep saying, we got a lot of cool things coming up. Just don't have it all narrowed down or hammered down when we're going to do it. So once we get that all figured out, I'll let you know. YouTubers, I'm at 2,451 subscribers. As always, I appreciate every single one of you guys for watching on Facebook, Twitter, all that. Go to YouTube. Hit the subscription button. I'd appreciate it. Other than that, you guys have a wonderful day. Tomorrow is going to be a fun football Friday show. I think it's just going to be you and me. I got some stuff, you know. We had a red signing. We had the uh, Bearcats going on. We got the Bengals going on. We got Shoyo Tani signed for $700 million freaking dollars. We got a lot of stuff to talk about. So I think it's going to be a, a fun football Friday show, just you and me. Other than that, you guys have a wonderful day. And that's just sports, baby. See ya!